Salutations. Welcome to Pod Mortem. I'm Travis Hunter, joined as always by my co-host, my sister and my brother-in-law. Hi, I'm Renee Hunter Vasquez. Hi, I'm John Paul Vasquez. This week, we're broadcasting live from a cabin in the woods discussing the 1987 horror comedy, Evil Dead 2. This film was directed by Sam Raimi from a screenplay by Raimi and Scott Spiegel. Following the disappointing reception of his previous film, Crime Wave, Raimi and company decided to head back to their roots and pull the trigger on the long gestating sequel to their 1981 classic. Evil Dead 2 takes on a more comedic tone when compared to its predecessor, but more than maintains the quality of the original, with the legend himself, Bruce Campbell, returning as Ash Williams to once again fight the Deadites. Though the film didn't set the box office on fire, it would go on to achieve cult status and is widely considered one of the greatest horror sequels of all time. This film was recommended to us by friend of the show, Fernando Dominguez. We want to thank him so much for his support, as well as this suggestion. So, Evil Dead 2, what were your first impressions on the film? Well, I think we already know. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so weird because I was trying to explain to i think ari about things that like we watched as a kid and how mm -hmm. different things are um because they were kind of back and forth this looks cheesy oh no that's okay <laughs> if you yeah. yeah if you don't like it it's fine you're yeah. young you're used to every movie looking spectacular like a movie. Yeah, yeah everything looking perfect but as to someone who everything didn't look that way when I was a kid, this was fantastic. Mm -hmm. This was the best everything when I, it was funny. It was scary. It was like, it had a hero who wasn't a giant buff dude. Right. And you <laughs> were like, Hey, he's a normal guy. Mm -hmm. I'm normal. I can do that. <laughs> I can have a chainsaw yeah, <laughs> on my hand. Yeah. If pressed. Yeah. Right. Need be. Need yeah. Be, yeah. I don't want it. But. Yeah. But I do enjoy this movie and it is something that I watched a lot as a kid. Um, I have my own Necronomicon with the first movie in it. And that's something that I had from before. Yeah. That I don't know how it made its way back to me because it was gone when I went to prison. Mm -hmm. And then when I came back, I think that's what my daughter gave me that was left of mine was the Necronomicon with the movie in it, a pair of pants, some old chucks, and a PSP version of Evil Dad 2. <laughs> I still have it in the so fucking closet. You were, essentials. Right. Yeah. Um, but it 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 made its way back. Yeah. I don't mean like superstitious or whatever. Cosmically. But it's, yeah, yeah, right. It's something that meant something to me and it was comforting knowing that the thing that brought me joy as a kid still came back to be like, hey, dude, it's okay. Mm -hmm. Remember us? I know it sounds sappy, but... No, it, no. You know what I mean? It, yeah. it did after coming home and then finding things that I, meant a lot to me. It was like... You know what I mean? This will still always have a special place and it's still here. Uh -huh. yeah. You know what I mean? I'll hug that thing and go to bed. It's all right. <laughs> it's a teddy bear. Yeah. It's a terrifying teddy bear. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. No, this movie is a blast. I hadn't seen it in, I don't know, some years. And so having watched the first one again yeah. pretty recently when we covered it, I had forgotten how... <laughs> Honestly, hilarious yeah. this one is. Um, 
But like you were saying, the kids were like, oh, look at that. Look at that. There's something about these movies that it's the same thing in house. Yeah, we saw a crew member's wristwatch. Okay. (laughs) Fucking whatever. Okay. It adds to it. Like it it, it makes it. I don't know because I feel like in another film would be like, wow, like did y'all even try? And this it's like, man, they were doing this shit. I don't know why it adds to the magic of it. But there's some moments that are like hilarious, <laughs> not necessarily on purpose, uh-huh. but it's just part of this experience. Right. If I were to describe the Evil Dead, probably the first three mm-hmm. with any word, it would be charming. Well, yeah, yeah. definitely. Like yeah. there is something so inherently obvious about these films that they just enjoyed making films yeah, yeah. and making them together. Oh, yeah. It's just funny to me because there were some moments in that first one that are actually scary. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like disturbing. And this one, it just felt like they're like, nah, let's just fucking <laughs> do some shit. Yeah. Like, I can't think of, I mean, I guess there's a couple things that in theory are scary, but I can't think of anything that I saw in this that I was like, oh, shit. Like, yeah. it's just, <laughs> I think, I that's think not what we're here for. No. It's scary if it happened to you. Exactly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, <Wow. laughs> but watching it, you're laughing your ass off yeah. at Bruce Campbell just going through it. And nobody can say that he did not give his fucking absolute no. every shit. ounce of himself into this movie. You have to. Mm-hmm. You have to. That, that's probably why it works so well. Oh, yeah. The same thing we said in House. That's right. If you're, if this dude is not going to fully commit, you're not going to pull this off. No. He's not. And I remember watching this for the first time. I think I was a teenager. I did a double feature. If I'm not mistaken, me and dad watched them together. Mm-hmm. And we watched The Evil Dead Mm -hmm. and watched Evil Dead 2. Right. And my brain was broken. (laughs) (laughs) I think it was the shift in tone. I was like, what the fuck? Because it's drastic. It is. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The the first one is like trying to scare you. And And succeeding. Yes. Yeah. And there's some cheesy bits in there, which probably more are a matter of the low budget filmmaking. Right, right. But this one, it is like, no um, extra cheese, please. (laughs) (laughs) We're just here to have fun. Yeah. And you do have a lot of fun. I think I oddly appreciate it more as an adult than I did as a teenager. Right. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's more a matter of just knowing the backstory and seeing them all working together again. But I, I always have a blast when I watch this film. But I did want to mention because I had watched this documentary called Swallowed Souls. Mm-hmm. And it was about the entire making of right. uh, Evil Dead 2. But as I said in the intro, it all started off because they had gone off to make this film called Crime Wave. Mm-hmm. I think it was with the Coen brothers. And it just suffered from one of this podcast's biggest enemies, which is studio meddling. Yeah. yeah. And so, like, to the point where they literally wrote the lead character part for Bruce Campbell, and the studio said, you can't have him as a lead character. Why? Why, though? They said he wasn't good enough. And so, they, like, made a little side roll, but made it huge for Bruce Campbell. (laughs) But but unfortunately, like, it was received poorly. The box office didn't dig it. And so, they're like, you know, what if we go back? What if we do make Evil Dead 2? And so they start really thinking about it because they had talked about it before. Mm-hmm. Irvin Shapiro, one of the producers, even put out an ad in the trades in like 1984. What the fuck? Damn. For a movie that was not even written. Yeah. <laughs> and the ad was, it said it was called Evil Dead 2 and the Army of Darkness, 
which huh. yeah. yeah interestingly it was supposed to take on a medieval theme mm-hmm. and they were going to go back in time and oddly it didn't get made in 1987 but i yeah. wonder if it ever did hmm. that's a mystery <laughs> <laughs> but the thing was is that in north carolina in 86 stephen king is shooting maximum overdrive mm-hmm. and so one of the ad's from crime wave is having lunch with stephen king and he talks to him about Sam Raimi talking about Evil Dead 2. Right. And he's like, yeah, they're interested, but they just can't get financing for it. And Stephen King's like, now hold on. Yeah. <laughs> What's that now? It's crazy because he saved the day pretty much on the first Evil Dead. Yeah. By giving that interview and that yeah. blurb. And so he saved the day back then. He calls Dino De Laurentiis. He's like, finance this film. Dude's like, all right. Because wasn't <laughs> he producing Maximum Overdrive? Yeah. And so we it's all like, know how that ended. Listen, well, <laughs> we're here to talk about Evil it's Dead. It's got Emilio. <laughs> <laughs> Facts. Uh. But um, they said they met with Dino, mm-hmm. and then within 15 minutes, they had a deal. Shit. So, I mean, again, thank you, Stephen King. Yeah. Hell yeah. Because yeah. this movie is just, it's brilliant. It's but a blast. Even he knew. He could yeah. see. He was like, no, this has to be made. <laughs> It's the path of the beam, man. It's all in the path. <laughs> all things serve That's it. That's right. That includes Evil Dead. Yeah. <laughs> Including, yes. Now, before we swallow this film's soul, we would like to issue a warning for spoilers. Podmortem is a very in-depth podcast, and in thoroughly discussing horror films, we have no choice but to spoil a thing or two. If you don't wish to be spoiled, please go watch the film, then come back and enjoy the show. If you've already seen the film or don't care about spoilers, let's recite the passages. Now, this film somewhat relies on having already seen The Evil Dead. If you haven't, we'd recommend you go watch it or listen to episode 41 of our show as a refresher. So after a few logos, the film opens immediately with fog billowing across a black background. I just wanted to not interrupt you already, (laughs) but um, I read something really interesting. One of the production companies, it said Rosebud... Mm-hmm. Yeah. release or something like that and it was like it was ornate yeah. it was beautiful it, like bloomed <laughs> um, I saw in something that Bruce Campbell recorded that the time lapse of the rose really because Dino De Laurentiis's company wouldn't let him release unrated films hmm. or x-rated films or whatever so they made this shell company to get it out. This isn't even a real production company. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> they made it so that they could get this out because I guess his company was like, nah, so, I <laughs> so I thought that was pretty hilarious. Well, they made a lot of changes in this film. Like while they were working on it, they made a lot of the blood different colors. Yeah. Yeah. Because they were trying to avoid that X rating. Mm-hmm. And then they got it. It didn't anyway. even work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It didn't even it's work. Honestly, kind of sad. Just a little side note as well, because I know we bring up Dino De Laurentiis all the time, because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. we were just talking about Halloween too. Yeah, he did that too. He, I, if anybody watches the Food Network, he is Giada De Laurentiis's grandfather. Yeah, that's what pretty cool. Fuck? Isn't that weird? Yeah, <laughs> that's fucking weird, right? Yeah. The odd connections, but yeah, and she always says stuff like mozzarella. <laughs> can't just say mozzarella. Well, it breaks up her sentences. Yeah. I don't know why she does that. It's like, girl, chill. Yeah, we it's get okay. it. We know what that is. We, we you're know. Italian. And it's <laughs> delicious food. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if he did that at meetings. <laughs> But we hear the voice of Professor Nobi, played by John Peaks, as he describes the history of the Necronomicon Ex Mortis, roughly translated to the Book of the Dead. He says that legend has it it was written by the Dark Ones, 
We watch as the book rotates onto the screen like a spinning newspaper from The Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> this is all stop motion. Yeah. It looks so fucking and cool. And it's so cool. Yes. I love it so much. But the book is bound in human skin and the face on the cover distorts and comes to life. Then it opens its mouth and we're sucked into the vortex inside. As spirits whip by us, Nobi explains that the book served as a bridge to evil worlds beyond ours and was written long ago when seas ran red with blood. That's nice. Um, <laughs> when we started falling through the vortex, I thought of Nightmare Before Christmas. Yes. But he's like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. It's like, we're going to end up in fucking yeah. Christmas town. <laughs> I literally. We weren't so lucky. No. Not Christmas Not town. so much. I wrote in my notes, I said the spirits felt Burton-esque. Yes. Yeah. And then it kind of grossed me out because there wasn't a red line under when I wrote Burton-esque. And I was like, Microsoft Word? Are you really? Yeah. <laughs> really? Are you in the pocket of Big Burton? Yeah. <laughs> But then we see the book come together with blood as it's being written. Nobi goes on to explain that the book disappeared in 1300 AD, and then we get the title through the fog, Evil Dead 2. I'm in. Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. It's a great opening. Hell yeah, it is. Like, I mean, when you combine the animation and everything, yeah. that's one thing that we all, I think, really enjoyed about the new Candyman film. Right. The use of... Absolutely. Oh, yeah. You know... And because it's something that it's almost like a lost art. Yeah. And so to see it used, you're like, fuck yeah, man. <laughs> like, it's it's just so cool. I saw a little featurette of them actually making this. Right. The guys that did it, like, I mean, down to the vortex spinning. Yeah. It's literally a board painted and like put on a lazy Susan and just spun. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Love it. All right. Like even the little pieces. It's just so uh, incredible. Did you know? I'm sure you did because you always like super deep dive but <laughs> that greg nicotero worked on this yes yes i was like it's so crazy how he's been behind so many of yeah. the movies that we all grew up loving mm -hmm. and you never really knew his name till the walking dead yeah it's just honestly. isn't that crazy yeah i mean down to i think i saw his name on the credits for jennifer's body when we covered it <laughs> i was like what, <laughs> what the, the fuck yeah no this dude's been and i looked it up because i was like greg Nicot i think I can't remember because it was last night, but I think he was like 24 on this. I am so old. <laughs> <laughs> I've wasted half my life. I'm just like, man, that, how cool is that? It's got to be crazy to be a part of something so cool at such a young age. Yeah. I I can't imagine. <laughs> no. Well, unless 30 is young, in which case we're doing yeah, it right now. Right. <laughs> there we go. There we go. But we then see a shot of the 1973 Oldsmobile Delta speeding out of the darkness of a tunnel before being introduced to the folks inside. Driving the car is, of course, Ash Williams, played by the one and only Bruce Campbell. Riding passenger is his girlfriend, Linda, played by Denise Bixler. Lisa asks where they're going, and Ash tells her it's a place up in the mountains, and it's a little run down, but he assures her it's deserted. We then see the car drive across a rickety bridge as the wind howls in the background. So, in this kind of reimagining, it's just Ash and Linda going to the cabin. Right. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Linda is also played by a different actress right. from mm -hmm. the first film. I saw in, on an interview, I think it was with Deadites.net, Betsy Baker said that she actually met with Sam Raimi, Rob Tappert, and Bruce Campbell, and they were asking her, they're like, hey, you know, you want to be Linda again in Evil Dead 2? Yeah, yeah. And then they saw that she was very, very pregnant. Oh. And they She's like, were, can you wait a few months? <laughs> She's like, I'm ready. But she actually declined because of that. Mm -hmm. wow. And they were like, well, I mean, you can't really do yeah. much about that. Yeah. But that night at the cabin, 
Ash plays the hell out of a piano. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, God damn. But Linda's just dancing ballet behind him. I was like, is this what couples did? In the- yeah. <laughs> it's like the birds again. Yeah. <laughs> this, it's, it's always good to see that beautiful chin. <laughs> you you just want to see it all the time. Anyway, we can <laughs> yeah, get it. Anyway. They always light the chin perfectly. Yeah. Like, it, you you know that they talk to that department. They're like, look. Yeah. <laughs> we know what the people came to see. But just to piggyback what you said, like, about it just being the two of them. Yeah. It kind of changes the tone right because in the first one it felt like a friend's outing like uh, his sister's there like right, it was right. this is like oh ash is just trying to get some flesh he's <laughs> playing piano like i mean we know it's we know on. what well, this is th- they seem to establish that they've been in a relationship yeah you know what i mean so it's not like he's just like hey let's go to this cabin and get it on <laughs> this random yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> i do miss cheryl though yeah well. yeah Calm down. Well, that's <laughs> she was gorgeous. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, well, like you were saying though, this is kind of the same story, but uh-huh. told differently. But it's yeah. kind of the. I mean, it's it's weird, but I do still enjoy it. Yeah, you know, like the first movie was really scary. Mm-hmm. Well, to me anyway, it was like a no, legit it is. It horror is. movie. And then this, you got this. It's like, look, we're gonna tell you the same story, <laughs> but it's the remix. It's so just it's like, like all right. trying to get to the meat of it. As soon as humanly possible. I can uh, explain why they did this after we get through this sequence. Okay. It's very interesting, kind of unfortunate, but again, they they did what they could. Okay. But after Ash is through playing, he approaches Linda and they stand together in front of a moonlit window. He asks what she thinks of the necklace he got her and she says that she loves it. I laughed because there was no hilarious shots of the eyes. The eyes yeah. I thought the same thing. <laughs> They're like, we'll leave that in the yeah. person. <laughs> but they almost kiss and Linda pulls away, expressing her worries that whoever owns this place could come back. He tells her that they could just say the car broke down and she's like, with your car, they'd believe it. <laughs> I was like, that's the Delta, yeah. man. Don't, <laughs> Don't be talking shit. It's like, well, did it get us here? Or yeah. Shit. But this, at this point, I'm like, why are you here? flesh yeah <laughs> you can do he's got the car y'all can do the flesh anywhere that's true. why are you crossing that scary ass fucking bridge well i don't know that they counted on the bridge yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's not worth that was it. a happy surprise <laughs> it didn't it didn't show up on apple maps yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know where you're going nope no nope, yeah. not at all i i don't know i i know you're not one for outdoors but i wouldn't mind going and just staying in a cabin in the woods just in for a couple of days. In someone else's cabin? I didn't say well, someone else. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is someone else's cabin. I said cabin. a cabin. Now you're putting words in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe not somebody else's, but I mean, no. it, it could be fun. Plumbing? AC? Out house is fun. Yeah. yeah, that's all right. Well, I'll stay here with the kids and yeah. you have fun in your outhouse. I think wow. he said cabin. Because yeah. <laughs> it ain't happening. He's focusing on the negatives. But Ash, with a ton more character than the last go around offers to score some champagne and heads to the other room to retrieve it. As he snags it, he finds a desk with a tape recorder sat on it. Now, I saw on that documentary, this is the same tape recorder from the first film. All right. That's cool. I love that. But he tells Linda about it, and she encourages him to find out what's on it. So he switches it on, and we hear it's a log entry from Professor Nobi. Similarly to how it played out in the first film, Nobi states that he has made a significant find in the castle of Kandar. In the first film, it was Kandarian ruins. 
Oh, mm-hmm. you're right. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, all right. And then it kind of ties into the original vision. Right. Where they're like, no, we're going to make it medieval. Yeah. And like, no, we're still sinking some shit yeah. in there. <laughs> <laughs> but Nobi says he went there with his wife, his daughter, Annie, and an associate professor named Ed Getley. But what they found was, in fact, the Naturum de Monto or the Book of the Dead. This book's got a lot of names. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unlike in the first film, we see the past play out. We also see Nobi return to the cabin with his wife, Henrietta, played by Lou Hancock, as he begins his translations of the book. He says the book speaks of spirits and evil that roams in the forest, but it's through reciting passages from the book that allows the evil to possess the living. This is when mistakes are made. <laughs> I'm saying, I know you're all boned up, Ash, but yeah. for me, I start hearing this shit, I'm getting the fuck out of there. Oh, yeah. you're saying you're saying the blood's not in his brain. Yeah. <laughs> okay. He's, he has an erection. Oh. He's not thinking <laughs> clearly. He is aroused. Husband bulge. Husband bulge. <laughs> but we then hear Nobi recite the passages. Nope. No. More like yeah, nope. Because no. <laughs> you got me fucked up. <laughs> yeah, turn that shit off. Yeah. No way. He's like, hmm, interesting. Yeah. Can we say, why would Linda be like, yeah, find out what it right. says? No. <laughs> no. Dude, no. Right. Turn it up. No. Turn no. <laughs> but in POV shots, we see the evil force travel through the woods directly to the cabin, smashing through the window of the room that Linda is in. No hesitation. Like, yeah. This is fucking like, did you call me? Yeah. yeah. Like, it was immediate. Well. No, he heard the passage and the evil force was like, you got it, boss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but when Ash hears her scream, he calls out to her and goes to check on her. But he's just like, Linda, yeah. you better, if I'm screaming, you hear glass break yeah. and me screaming, you better be running. There's no other... Reaction. Yeah, but what if something's still in the room? Oh. Oh. <laughs> it took me a second. Yeah, I was like, oh, even shit. More. Even more. Even more so. Take me too. <laughs> he's just like, hey, you okay in there? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. As he sneaks through I the car. <laughs> <laughs> no, leave? Okay. Oh, gotcha. But when he sees the broken window and doesn't find her, he heads outside into the foggy night. As he walks towards some trees, Linda lurches up out of nowhere, her eyes white and her teeth sharp. Much like in the first film, they rehearse these scenes blocking, but when they pop the contacts in, the She's actors, blind. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, all the actors are blind. So they had a lot of behind the scenes footage of the actors like tripping over shit because well, they have to be that guided. Sucks. Yeah, yeah that I, sucks. I bet that hurt too. Oh my yeah. God. In. I, contact technology was not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Linda cackles at Ash, who falls on the ground. And again, much like in the first film, she goes to give Ash the superfly splash, but (laughs) (laughs) Ash snags a shovel, swinging it instinctively and decapitating her in the process. I paused at this point to see how far into the movie we were. (laughs) I was going to say the same thing. Six minutes. Yeah. (laughs) Six minutes. The the spirits are out Uh and the girlfriend is decapitated. No time wasted. Well, we got to get through it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, God damn. But her head rolls towards the camera. And in a really sweet transition shot with the shovel, yeah. we see Ash digging a hole and burying her body. I laughed because he dug this hole and made a cross. Like, this shit just happens every day. <laughs> <laughs> There's no, no crying. No. I mean. He he takes it like a champion. Yeah, wow. Well. <laughs> like, 
Come on, man. Well, at least she <laughs> was a, a demon. It wasn't like... Yeah. And even that, he's not even like traumatized or what the fuck was that? He's just like, well, I got, uh, you bury bodies. That's yeah. just what you do with them. Sometimes you go to a cabin. Sometimes, <laughs> you, <laughs> you, sometimes you go with somebody and you come home alone. Yeah, just, I mean, shit well, happens. What happens. Sunrise, sunset. <laughs> <laughs> but he clutches her necklace in his hand, letting out a mournful Linda before planting that makeshift cross you talked about <laughs> and the lightning flashes of her head. One thing I do want to say is that the director of photography of this film was Peter Deming, who we talked about on The Cabin in the Woods. All right. That's he, awesome. Yeah, he shot that one as well. I think he also shot Drag Me to Hell All right. for Sam Raimi, so they went on to work <laughs> together. I All loved right. Drag Me to Hell. Oh, that's that a good one. That movie's so fun. I think they actually, they had a, another cinematographer hired. Right. And you see, that's one thing I really love about this film is the use of the camera. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They do some weird and cool shit with it. Yeah. But I guess the original cinematographer, after like a week of shooting, started to get pissed off. <laughs> and he was like, how many fucking shots do you want sh- set up? And then he started saying no. Wow. wow. And like. That's it, pal. Yeah. <laughs> you are out of here. <laughs> But they fired the entire, like, they fired the cinematographer. Damn. They fired the electrical department. Wow. They fired, I think, the lighting department, the grips. Were they also saying no? Yeah, because they were, they were working <laughs> wow. for Dude. Wow. And so they get Peter Deming in, and he fucking works like a charm. Yeah. He's like, 800? You right. got it. You, <laughs> <laughs> you want another one just to be safe? Sure. <laughs> yeah, for safety. Got it. Say no more, fam. <laughs> But after a sweet-ass shot of the moon, which we all know I love, Mm -hmm. we're taken to the next morning as we see the evil force rushing through the woods, then blasting open the doors of the cabin to find Ash standing out front. So this is where the first film ended. Right. Yeah. So we really just fast-tracked an entire film. Fast-tracked and (laughs) reimagined. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The thing is, is like like we're saying, the first, like maybe 10 minutes mm-hmm. of evil dead 2 is a truncated recap of the first film with a few changes right. yeah i read on a website called book of the dead that the original plan was to just include the footage right from the first film make things a lot easier yeah, well, yeah. yeah. and then just start the film with ash getting you know mowed down by right, the evil right. horse yeah <laughs> but the problem was they didn't own the rights to it yeah As it turns out, Shapiro sold the rights to so many different companies in so many different countries that they would have had to get clearance from 50 different territories. Holy shit. So obviously, it's a lot easier to just reshoot it. Yeah. But if you're them, when you'd be like, but that's me, though. Yeah, (laughs) that's my face. I did that. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah, it does. I also read in this uh, thing called The Evil Dead Companion, Ramey said that it was easier to recap because he said a lot of the audience hadn't even seen The Evil Dead. Yeah, that's true. Well, I mean, he's just like, okay, we'll get to the cabin, play a little piano, yeah. read the words, fucking <laughs> chop her head off. Okay, yeah. let's go. <laughs> but in this continuation, the evil scoops Ash up, spinning him, letting branches whip his entire ass, and then throwing him against a tree, then tossing him into a large puddle of muddy water. It was a lot. Oh, yeah. He got his ass kicked. Yeah. <laughs> I saw in that doc that this, that little, what, 20 seconds? Yeah. It took an entire day to shoot. I believe it. I believe oh, it. Oh, yeah. They, I guess, strapped. It was fast, but it was a lot. Yeah. Yes. They strapped Bruce Campbell to an apparatus yeah. <laughs> and like drove him down like a really straight street. And they were spinning him on that apparatus, but Sam Raimi had the controls. Oh, shit. 
And for some reason, Sam Raimi just loves torturing Bruce Campbell. I was going to say, aren't they friends? They are, but <laughs> it's but like Bruce so weird. Campbell really seems down for fucking whatever. Yeah. yeah. Like, we're going to strap you to this thing and fucking drive you down. You got to right. boss. Yeah. <laughs> it's, just yeah. like, if, it's like he he's just down. Yeah. And he's committed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like so many other actors would say no. Right. And they would no. be well within their rights oh, yeah, of course. and logical reasoning to say no. I don't know. I, I'd, I'd <laughs> like to think if we were making some kind of movie and uh-huh. one of us had to do something crazy. Be like, this I better like, look yeah, good, man. Yeah. Yeah. Just <laughs> yeah. please take me to the hospital if this goes bad. <laughs> and the people who said no, they didn't become Bruce Campbell. No. Nope. True that. That's right. But we see his breaths bubble around him in the puddle before he finally pulls his head out to reveal that he is full deadite, complete with white eyes and a tortured demonic face. He looks great. Yeah. He does. The thing is, is that the makeup in the first film was very, I don't want to say simple because they did the best they could. Yeah. Yeah. But the ghoulish makeup this time around is just unbelievable. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I saw, like you had said... The effects were led by Mark Shostrom, who I think did From Beyond and Nightmare on Elm Street 2 before All this. Right. Mm-hmm. And then it, of course, features the work of K&B, Kurtzman, Nicotero, and Berger. It's just yeah. crazy. Just unbelievable. But Deadite Ash shields his eyes from the sun, and we watch as the fog around him dissipates. But in a really cool shot, we see his white clouded eye disappear like the fog mm-hmm. with Ash returning to normal. Yeah. I saw on this doc called The Gore the Merrier. Yeah. Great Great title. (laughs) (laughs) They actually made a model of Bruce Campbell's head. And to get the dissipation of the fog, they injected milk into the eye and then reversed it. Ran it it. backwards. That's so cool. Again, just brilliant. But after he's back to normal, he screams, then promptly faints. Yeah. (laughs) I'd say he's earned it. Well, so now we know the daytime is a no-go. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's good to have rules. Yeah. But an excessive amount of time later, Ash's eyes open and the camera spirals above him. He sits up and we do a full 360 surveying the empty woods, the cabin, the Delta, and then returning back to Ash. He pulls a Dr. Loomis only positive. The evil is gone. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But he realizes this is only for now. He needs to leave before it gets dark again. As he looks back at the cabin, a demonic pair of eyes appear in the windows with the spirit beckoning, join us. Ash ponders for a moment before looking at the Delta, and I laugh because in the immediate next shot, he's speeding out of there. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, thank you. Yeah. Yes. When the house starts talking, you best no. be walking. <laughs> yeah, I would have fast and furious out that motherfucker, oh, too. Yeah. Tokyo oh, no. Drift. Yeah. Uh, I get love, the fuck out of there. I love you've come up with a rhyme, too. <laughs> <laughs> if you're ever in this situation, remember. Yeah. <laughs> if it rhymes, you remember Exactly. It. I'll never forget it. But Ash wipes his face with a towel, muttering some encouraging words to himself before screeching to a stop when he finds that the bridge has been destroyed. The remains of it are clenched like a fist. Looks cool. Yeah. It does. But in this situation, I'm Homer trying to jump the fucking gorge. (laughs) I'm still getting the fuck out of here. I think you'd end up like Homer. (laughs) That's fine. But Ash gets out of the car screaming, no, as if he's found the Statue of Liberty on a beach. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, God damn you. (laughs) 
But he tries to calm himself, but he hears the wind howling once again, and he watches as the sun suddenly begins to set with the quickness. I'm like, how long were you driving? Yeah. That, I put, it's night again? Yeah, how evil, how strong is this evil? <laughs> <laughs> but the evil force, awakened once again, rushes after him. He hops into the Delta and speeds away with the evil in hot pursuit. He does make it back to the cabin, but crashes into a stump and is ejected through the windshield. Ash clearly made a very stern stub. Yeah. <laughs> just fucking just hops back up and runs into the house. <laughs> I love that he's fucking, <laughs> he's just going. He's like, yeah. oh, fuck this. Doesn't matter. I'll worry about the pain later. Yeah. <laughs> but the evil force follows close behind, smashing through doors that Ash closes to impede it. It follows him through tight pathways and narrow hallways until he loses it. And in a POV shot, we see the evil force spin around confused. Yeah. <laughs> Where the hell did Fuck? he go? But it eventually backs out of the cabin to regroup, probably ashamed yeah. of itself, honestly. But we then pan across the darkness of the cabin to find Ash had retreated into the cellar. I felt like the way he had lifted that up and was kind of looking out yeah. of it was a nod to yeah. the first one. I thought that was... See, there's there's another one that comes up later that is mm-hmm. straight up Cheryl. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I just love that they're still trying to pay. Right. Like, we know where he came yeah. from. Yeah. <laughs> but in the next scene, we see a private jet arrive on a runway. We then see Annie Noby, the Noby's daughter. I follow the clue that yeah. was the same, same last, last name. name. <laughs> but she's played by Sarah Barry and she gets out. She's greeted by Ed Getley, played by Richard Domier, who asks how the expedition went. As it turns out, she found pages from the Book of the Dead, and they look them over, saying they'll begin the translations tonight. They're framed? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think they're. I think it's just a case. I don't oh, okay. Know, I was like, was there a gift shop? It, <laughs> they looked framed. They I did. just don't understand why they're so nonchalant about the shit that they're talking yeah, about. Yeah, I was like, that doesn't sound as good as you think it does, No, lady. y'all are not ordering Starbucks. <laughs> yeah. Like, no. fucking let this sink in what's yeah, coming out of your mouth. I can't mouth. wait to read this. No. <laughs> it's, don't read it out loud. Yeah. No. Do not read the Latin. Yeah. I think that they don't, I don't think they understand the power of the book. Clearly. They're looking at it from, I guess, like an academic standpoint. Nerd! (laughs) (laughs) Just get a load of the nerd. (laughs) But Annie asks how her father is, and Ed tells her that he hasn't spoken to him in over a week, as there's no phone in the cabin. Annie apparently hinted in her telegram that her father was on to something with the Book of the Dead, but admits that it could either be nothing or a doorway to another world. She's covering all her bases. Yeah, <laughs> but she's like smiling. Like, <laughs> yeah, tomato, what? tomato, yeah. <laughs> whatever. Same shit, right? <laughs> but back at the cabin, Ash, bloodied and filthy, collects himself while seated in a chair. Upon hearing the piano from the other room, he gets up to investigate. He inches over to the door and pushes it open, and when he enters the room, the piano goes automatic and starts playing the song that he was playing earlier. Yeah. Was he even playing earlier? Well, (laughs) I don't think Bruce was playing earlier. (laughs) But Ash pulls Linda's necklace out of his pocket and breaks into sobs. Rather, he doesn't even care that the piano's doing this. No. (laughs) I got my own shit going on. That's why I was like, was he just using the player piano earlier? Oh, that's what you mean. But- I appreciated some evidence that he gave a shit about her because yeah. uh-huh. it, he's just like, well, barrier. Okay, now I got my own shit to deal with. <laughs> and he was leaving. <laughs> <laughs> we out. But <laughs> just then, the wood barricading one of the windows falls off, giving Ash the perfect view to Linda's gravesite. 
As he peers out, he sees the cross he made topple over. We then watch as her hand shoots up from her grave and her headless body reaches the surface. Her head then rolls over on the ground, reattaching to her neck as she dances a morbid ballet, all the while laughing. This bitch is tearing it up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she's got the moves. She's got her titty out. She is just fucking- Just the one. She's just the one titty. She's just- I, this is one of my favorite parts visually of the movie. Yeah. Her dancing around yeah, the Yeah, it looks so... And then Bruce Campbell is just... It's almost like a silent film. Uh-huh. Because it's just very big physical yeah. reaction and not really like saying anything. That's true. I never even thought of it like it, that. That, especially at this part, is when it first occurred to me because he's just like... I mean, you can't hear me, but it's yeah. just very much like... <laughs> facially reacting and physically yeah. whoa you know yeah. um i really like this part is what i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> sort of trying to convey the thing for me about this part is i think this is the point where i realized that the tone had shifted oh yeah yes it's like we're not doing no it's not full on trying to scare you no is yeah. we're just having some fun <laughs> yeah but it's good though it is it is yeah i really like this part i think that's the thing is that even though it gets cheesy and all the stuff that we've already said, there's not a point where you're like, come on now. Yeah. Yeah. No, it just well, works. Because this, this is not a come on now movie. No. Like, you know, pretty early on what this is. And yeah. either you like it or you don't like it. You're not in halfway and then you're like, now this is getting ridiculous. Yeah. No, Wait, you like it. Yeah, yeah. you do. <laughs> the crabs have machine guns? Yeah. This is... <laughs> But I do want to point out that I saw in that doc that what they did was they had a choreographer fully choreograph a dance. Yeah. And then in the stop motion department, they replicated the dance. That's so Damn. cool. Like, and it was painstaking. Okay. I think they said that they did one frame of film every five minutes. Good Damn. Lord. So they were busting their asses yeah. on this. But Ash watches in disbelief as she leaps over a tree limb into the darkness. Looks like there's no encore. Mm -mm. No bow, nothing. Jeez. No. <laughs> She's like, and we out. <laughs> but Ash watches as the fog reappears just outside the window before being jump scared by Linda's corpse who asks him to dance with her before smashing his head into the barricade while, again, cackling. Her head then falls off and we get a close-up of Ash screaming before pulling back to reveal him still seated in the chair. This, I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. So it's like none of this happened. Yeah. He Very even... uh, 1408. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, what the fuck? It's like the cabin's like, we've only just begun. <laughs> <laughs> but I like it because that too now, what's happening? Yeah. Yeah. Was that me that, or was yeah. that you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but he, of course, breaks out into random screams, looking over to the still fully barricaded window. That's when I was like, okay, this oh, is a real yeah. problem. <laughs> a problem. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> Oopsie whoopsie. Yeah, guys, we might have run into a snack. <laughs> <laughs> but just as he tries to tell himself it was just a dream, Linda's head smashes through the floor, landing in his lap and smiling at him. She says, hello, lover, then just chomps onto his hand. <laughs> <laughs> it was a love bite. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know about that. It's fine. It's fine with a cat, but not yeah. <laughs> not the severed head of a person. But he rises from the chair, smashing her head against every surface he can find, trying to dislodge her. He even slams books onto her face with no avail. <laughs> <laughs> Beat that head to ass. Said, hey. <laughs> but he then remembers the work shed and clumsily makes his way to it. Now. 
His mouth does no. not say any of no. this. You just hear very oddly and clearly, work yeah. shed. <laughs> I saw, I read somewhere, I can't remember where it was, but I think it was Escape from L.A. Bruce Campbell had a cameo in that, mm-hmm. and Kurt Russell greeted him on scene by on set by saying, work shed. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. It's just so funny to me. But Ash gets to the work shed, tightens her head into a vice, and is finally able to get her off of him. So this whole sequence from the cabin into the work shed is shot so well because you see them using a prop head. Yeah. And then you get these random inserts of Linda's actual head. Yeah. And of course, the whole time, Bruce Campbell's selling it like a champ. Yeah. Giving it his all. But I did see that when she's in his lap at the cabin, they built a fake lap. (laughs) (laughs) So in reality, Bruce Campbell is actually on his knees. And so is Denise Bixler. All right. But the way that they have it set up with the camera, it's so convincing. Yeah, it It really is. And again, for a film that people kind of say is a little cheesy, some of the shit is surprisingly. It works. Yeah. But in a distorted voice, Linda says, even now we have your darling Linda's soul. She suffers in torment. Ash calmly tells the evil spirit, you're going down. (laughs) (laughs) This is when he pulls back a curtain to reveal the outline of a missing chainsaw. The shed door flies open and we see Linda's headless body wielding the chainsaw. Ash bats it away with a crowbar, which sends the chainsaw slicing deep into Linda's body's exposed neck meat. (laughs) (laughs) This, of course, sprays blood all over Ash. He cannot stay clean. Yeah. (laughs) It's it's just not going to happen. But he wrestles the body to the floor, wrenching the chainsaw away and also cutting off one of Linda's arms accidentally. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) After discarding the arm, he starts the chainsaw, revving it. But when he turns around, he sees Linda's normal non-deadite head in the vice. It's always fucked up when some demon shit does this. (laughs) Yeah. Like, it's that's fucking mean. Don't do that. It's like, man, this just happened. Yeah. Yeah. This is still fresh. Yeah. (laughs) That's fucked up. And all it means is that the demon's afraid. Yeah. Yeah. Hold on. on. Wait, 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 wait. I'm still still the person. (laughs) Don't. Please don't. Please. (laughs) Holy shit. I didn't expect all this. (laughs) Got a fucking chainsaw. God damn. Thought we had the upper hand. John Doe had the upper hand. (laughs) Yeah. But she cries out to Ash, begging him not to hurt her. She reminds him that he said that they'd be together forever and that he loved her. With tears in his eyes, he screams, No! He's going through it. (laughs) But Linda, suddenly returned to deadite mode, tells him that his love was a lie and now he'll burn in hell. And they always do that. It's a moment of, no, please, I'm your wife. And then it's like, gotcha, bitch. (laughs) It's like they come back fucking mean as ever. It's it's only extra hurtful. Yeah. So you don't have to do all that. But Ash accepts that quite well. And in a shadow against the door of the shed, we watch as he saws through Linda's disembodied head, blood spattering against the door, then at an overhead light, bathing the entire room in red. Which, Hell yeah. Yeah, I, I love that. It's fantastic. That's what that head gets for talking shit. Yeah. yeah. That, yeah that's what you get for switching, yeah. switching back <laughs> and is. shit. 
one really cool note is that if you look above the door while he's sawing through her head, you can see Freddy Krueger's glove. Yeah. So fucking cool. And the thing is, is that this all started with the Craven homage from the first film when they had the Hills Have Eyes poster. Yeah. yeah. Then Craven had them, I think, watching Evil Dead. Yeah. And then now he's like, okay, now it's my turn. Yeah. I love it. It's That's a little so cool. tit for tat between some awesome people. Oh, yeah. But Ash stumbles out of the shed, chainsaw in hand, and back into the cabin. It was funny to me that he was completely covered in that black blood. Mm -hmm. And then in the next scene, he's just clean. Well, (laughs) this wasn't shot on one day, Nick. (laughs) Come on. Yeah. Inside the cabin, he finds a shotgun as well as some shells over the mantle and picks it up. But he discards the chainsaw like his inventory's full. Yeah. But he loads the shotgun and stashes some extra shells in his shirt pocket, but he watches as the chair begins to rock on its own, complete with the moans of a spirit. After thinking about it for a moment, he reaches out to the chair to stop it, but the rocking ceases on its own. He then drops the shotgun, his sanity cracking under the pressure of the past couple days. Oh, yeah. And he walks over to a mirror. He tries to tell himself that he's fine as he looks at himself in the mirror, but just as he begins to settle, his reflection reaches out and grabs him by the shoulders, telling him, I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> so fucking cool. It is. It's like, you know how it's done, but it's still great. Yeah. yeah. But Ash's reflection reminds himself, I guess, <laughs> yeah. what he just did to Linda. And he's like, does that sound fine? And this is when the reflection begins to choke him and laugh. Yeah. We get a tight shot of Ash being choked only to pull back again to reveal that Ash is choking himself. That's a lot. Great. Yeah. So again, not only does this go back to the chair. Yeah. But this exact scare was used in The Conjuring 2. Oh, that's right. Holy shit. It was. So it's a little homage, I assume. Yeah. Oh, I hope it was. was. James Wan's like, no, I did that. (laughs) I've never seen Evil (laughs) Dead. Well, you should. Yes. Yeah. Well, please watch it. James. That is no excuse. Yeah. Th- now there's just mind games. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. fucking terrifying. 1408 that shit. That yeah. to me is yeah. what makes 1408 so scary. Yeah. And so any element of that, it's like, no, not my mind. Yeah. Dude, don't fucking don't do that. Not in there. Yeah. <laughs> That's my place. Uh, and your sister pointed out when we were watching it, uh, his eyebrows are different. And his reflection, oh, so yeah. It's like, oh, it's evil ass. Yes. Yeah, I was like, okay. <laughs> so even he he can't be trust. He can't yeah. even trust himself. <laughs> I think that's what's so, because it's such a typical thing to like go to like the bathroom, splash a little cold water on your face. Yeah. Collect yourself. But then imagine. Yeah. <laughs> Surprise. Yeah. But Ash looks at his hands in confusion, tapping at the mirror, and then he tries to catch his reflection acting up, but it's it's just him. It was a one-time deal. But just then, the hand that Linda bit breaks out with black marks, much like the ankle shot from the first Evil Dead. But we see that it has also sprouted long fingernails. It takes on a mind of its own and goes for Ash's face, grabbing at him and poking him in the eye like some <laughs> three, three stooges shit. Yeah. Yeah. So much of this is three stooges, like unabashedly. It is. Yeah. It's like slapsticky. Yeah. And I'm not mad at it. No. But Ash subdues his own hand to the ground, calling out to the evil in a sob, you bastards, give me back my hand. <laughs> and it was the right hand to his, do- you know, even oh, yeah. if you're left-handed, if it was your dominant hand, mm-hmm. that fucking sucks. Yes. It's insult to injury. Yeah. 
But in the next scene, we see Jake, played by Dan Hicks, setting down barriers on the road. On that documentary, I saw that Bruce Campbell had said that Dan Hicks did a decent audition. Yeah. But at the end of his audition, he was like, do you want to see me do it without the teeth? And they were like, I'm, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> and he just takes off the bridge. See, oh, wow. It looked real. Uh-huh. His teeth in this movie looked right. real. I'm wondering. Yeah. But they, after they saw him do that, they were like, you've got it. You've got yeah. the part. Yeah. <laughs> just do that. Exactly. <laughs> they said there was something very believably blue collar about him. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I think that that just sells this character because he's just a dude. Yeah. But- Annie and Ed pull up and get out of their car, asking Jake if this is the way to get to the Nobi cabin. He tells them it is, but that they're not going to be able to get there. When Annie acts incredulous, Jake switches on his headlights to reveal the clenched metal fist of the bridge. Annie says there has to be another way in, but we then see Bobby Joe, played by Cassie Wesley DePeva, seated on the hood of their car. She spits out chew tobacco, but tells them there isn't another way. Gross. Um, (laughs) I don't know why this became so aggressive so quickly. I don't know why it felt threatening the second we see her on the car. I was like, Bobby Joe's going to kick their asses. I do want to say something very quickly about Bobby Joe. Um, This is crazy to even think about, but I guess when they were writing this, Mm -hmm. Sam Raimi, Scott Spiegel, Joel and Ethan Cohen, Francis McDormand, and Holly Hunter all lived in an apartment together. <laughs> Are you kidding me? And he wrote Bobby Joe for Holly Hunter. Interesting. I guess she was dressed for a role one time and caught him kind of leering yeah. at her. And the way that she reacted to him, he was like, dude, that's it. <laughs> And so he wrote this for her, hmm. but they said that they wanted somebody, quote unquote, sexier. But this what? was, su- yeah, this was supposed to be Holly Hunter. Well, that's mean, but it's horrible. I think that that's, but that she's I know. just, un- she's just there. She doesn't do anything. Well, she needed to be sexy. I don't know. <laughs> no, I <laughs> Which mean, I mean, like, what's wrong with Holly Hunter? Well, I'm not I saying that. I'm just saying like her character, she doesn't do anything. I guess she's supposed to be the that. eye candy. I don't know. But what? I thought that was very mean. And <laughs> I would also just like to be in that apartment for a minute. Just yeah, I know. Because that's out. fucking crazy. I'll be a fly on the wall. I know. I have a small tidbit of trivia, but it's about the scene with her spitting out the chew tobacco. All right. Gross. She, it's very gross. <laughs> and I respect the actress because she didn't want to do that. So yeah. what she did is she chewed some brownie and then spit that. <laughs> <laughs> good for her. Yeah. I was like, good for you, man. But Jake moves over to stand next to Bobby Joe, and then it hits him. There is another way, a trail. They can follow him and Bobby Joe there, but he says it'll cost them $100. And he says that they've got a deal, but only if he takes all of their bags. He says it's going to cost 45 no, $100. You don't say the whole number. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, in all fairness, though, in the middle of the night, Andy's carrying your bags. 100 bucks doesn't sound like a then bad... Then just say 100 Don't be like, <laughs> I, I let know. me more well, than fucking yeah. double this. <laughs> I think he made the right call. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he peeks into their car, and we see their bags as well as the framed pages of the Book of the Dead. Jake agrees, and Annie smiles almost mischievously. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, this yeah. is... Mm. <laughs> There's more to it than this. Precisely. But back at the cabin, Ash continues to struggle against his own dead-eyed hand. He rushes over to the sink to either wash off the evil or drown it. I don't know what his plan (laughs) was. But instead, I think he just nods off. Yeah. 
<laughs> Look, it's been a really <laughs> fucking rough couple yeah. days. In all fairness, he was up all night fighting a demon. Flying, yeah. running, mm-hmm. crashing through doors. Come on, man. Getting bit. Yeah. <laughs> Getting bit. Let him rest. But in sped up shots, the hand proceeds to beat Ash's entire ass (laughs) all over the kitchen, eventually knocking him out with a glass bottle. He smashes like a ton of plates over his head, too. (laughs) I read that he improvised that whole thing. Well, how could you choreograph (laughs) that? Yeah, no shit. (laughs) I thought it was really cool because Bruce Campbell, I think with the exception of like one or two things, I'm assuming one of the things was him being ejected from the Delta. Yeah. But he did all his own stunts. All right. That's so cool. And it's unbelievable what because he, he already put himself through enough shit. Well, yeah. Yeah. With Was the first Evil Dead. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and there's a scene here where something happens, but Oh my god. Dude is just a champ. Well. That's why he's the he's best. The greatest, yeah. yeah. And he just dusts himself off and <laughs> okay, what next? What else? But the hand goes for another plate as Ash lies there unconscious, but then the hand gets a better idea when it sees a meat cleaver across the room. It drags Ash's body over to it, and when it almost reaches it, Ash, who I guess had been playing possum, yeah, stabs his hand in the back. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> kind if of. You've seen yeah. it. You've seen you the see movie. It. <laughs> but Ash then grabs the chainsaw and starts it with his teeth. He spouts, "Who's laughing now?" and proceeds to saw his hand off, screaming in pain as blood covers his face. Well. It had to go. It, I mean, <laughs> it was a decision to make. He and got he his made ass it. kicked. Yeah. Now, <laughs> now you got to go. It's See, my turn. It's retaliation. Yeah. If the hand didn't want static. Right. <laughs> you should have stayed in your lane. <laughs> but under the light of the moon, we watch Annie, Ed, Jake and Bobby Joe make their way down the trail. I, we uh, got this movie in 4K. Yeah. To cover it for the show. And um there's a couple of things that I do I do appreciate them cleaning it up, but in the old school version, you see the moon cut out in a box. <laughs> like you can tell it doesn't belong there. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that was like you said, the charm of the movie. Yeah. For sure. You knew, okay, you had a certain amount of money to make this, but you guys are busting your ass with what you have. And stretching yeah, every dollar. And mm-hmm. making this happen. And for that, it, I, I think that, like I said, watching it over and over and you notice these things, you don't care because no. you're like, you made this for us. We, we can tell how much you love doing this. And it, uh, like it, it shows, like I said, and and then you fall in love with it. Mm-hmm. There's the yeah. charm, yes. And then it's like you don't, you don't even notice. It's like earlier, like earlier in the movie when he went across the bridge and they showed the car. Obviously, it was a toy car. <laughs> going, you know what I mean? Yeah. But yes, you don't, but you don't care no. because that's not what's going on right now. You're in this movie. And you're waiting like let's. This has got to be great. Mm-hmm. This has to be. And yeah. I mean, there's there's plenty of other scenes where they kept stuff in. Yeah. Like I mean, there's a scene later we'll talk about where something is clearly not well, right. Oh no, yeah, <laughs> not <laughs> right. There's I mean, even when the evil force comes in and is chasing Ash through, yeah, the, you can see where the set ends. Oh if you, yeah. If you just look <laughs> up, you see people there. Yeah. Like and they left that in. I'm like, it's part of the charm. Yeah. You don't have to fix everything. You don't have to fuck it up like uh, Lucas with his Star Wars bullshit. Yeah, that's not what this is. Right. No, like, I don't know. I, I I like mistakes. Yeah. You know, show me the warts and all. 
Yeah. Oh, like like when we found the clapboard guy in Texas Chainsaw Master yes. sitting in the van. <laughs> it's incredible. Yeah. You're like, you're not supposed to be yeah, there. Yeah, but it's okay. Yeah. It's fine. It just makes you appreciate it more, yeah. especially mm-hmm. like you said, when they're working on they're making so much for so little yeah and stretching every dollar and stretching everything available to them to make this yeah the seams are gonna show but they earned it you know what i mean yeah Yeah. and maybe it's just like the indie mindset that i have yeah i want to see the seams i mean we're not we're not talking about a a starbucks cup on game of thrones yeah these are just some dudes (laughs) making a movie now come the fuck (laughs) on with that shit That w- they weren't stretching every yeah, dollar. No, that they were they were fucking rushing to be done. <laughs> y- y'all need to do better. Yeah, but goddamn. this, you know, do better the whole goddamn season. I know. Uh, I don't want to talk about it. No, we're talking Evil Dead too. <laughs> <laughs> but Annie cradles the framed pages as Jake lags behind, carrying a ridiculous amount of baggage and complaining the whole way. So this is why she was smirking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's what he gets after. No, uh, a hundred. doubling it. Uh. He's really earning his money now. Yeah. But in the cabin, Ash sets a can on top of the severed hand, proclaiming it as the hand's new home as it squeals. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He's taking this very well. Yes. (laughs) Seriously. And the blood again is cleaned up off of his face. Well, (laughs) nay. (laughs) Continuity and, uh, you know. But I think I'd be crying. He's just like, yeah, fuck you. Like, he's just... well. After it tried to kick its ass, it's not even a part of him anymore. Yeah. He's You're like, dead to that's me. a different person. Yep. He stabbed it in the back. <laughs> he did. I did want to point out that in this scene, the hand is being controlled underneath the floorboards yeah. by Greg Nicotero. Nice. That's funny because on the when we were watching it on Prime, if uh-huh. you pause it, the hand is credited as William really yeah well, yeah the i guess oh the noises yeah. maybe oh, because okay. he's also every like weird thing in the house that makes oh. noise yeah it's all the same dude well it is one evil spirit yeah <laughs> <laughs> but ash sets a few books on top of the can for good measure as he tends to the amputation site on his arm in the background we see the can scurry away across the floor <laughs> and unfortunately, by the time Ash notices, the books are toppled over as well as the can yeah. and the hand is gone. Ash readies the shotgun as he watches the hand crawl through a mouse hole and into the walls. Following the squeals, he shoots into the wall, reloading as the hand taps its fingers impatiently waiting. It's like you don't have to be a dick yeah. about it, man. <laughs> <laughs> but after accidentally getting caught in a mouse trap, the hand screams and Ash has a little schadenfreude. Yeah. <laughs> For that, the hand gives him the finger. Still Just his rude. Hand. It is, yeah. <laughs> so I saw on that doc in 1979, Scott Spiegel, the co-writer of this film, made a short film called Attack of the Helping Hand. Nah. In it, it featured the hamburger helper hand. What the fuck? Just terrorizing a housewife. All right. <laughs> and so Sam Raimi actually plays a milkman in that short film. <laughs> <laughs> and when he approached Spiegel to help him write Evil Dead 2, yeah. he basically said it'll be the Evil Dead meets Attack of the Helping Hand. <laughs> <laughs> and Spiegel's like, I'm in. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> but following the sounds of the squeals, Ash fires again into the wall. As he watches blood begin to leak out of the wall, he's convinced that the bad hand has finally folded. It's a it's a poker joke. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately for Ash, though, the wall spews a cascade of blood at him through every single hole that he fired. 
the blood turns black and then sucks back into the wall. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Now completely covered in gunk, he hurls threats at the wall. (laughs) (laughs) As one does. Of course. But he goes to sit down in his chair and it breaks under his weight as he collapses to the floor. I do want to say that it was total merman status because because of the mess that the wall blood made. Oh, man. Uh, This was the last shot of the film. Oh, man. Because they couldn't. They can't clean that shit up. It's a disaster. Cleanup's a nightmare. (laughs) But just then. The deer hunting trophy on the wall snaps at him with dead-eyed eyes and starts to laugh its ass off. Ash then turns to see a lamp on the table is cracking up as well. This is followed by the bookshelf, the couch. Basically, everything in the house is getting a real kick out of Ash's misfortune. The toaster's been left over. <laughs> I, felt like, <laughs> I felt like the deer actually looked kind of creepy. Oh, it yeah. did. And the rest of this furniture is rude as fuck. Like, yeah. he, he sat on a chair and fell, and everybody's like, ah! <laughs> The chair's like, ah, well, god damn it. <laughs> this could either be. He's not laughing. <laughs> <laughs> this could either be the funniest thing or uh-huh. the scariest yes. fucking oh, thing. Yeah. If you're in the middle of that yeah. shit. Yeah. Now, this is when Ash turns to the camera, though, stares down Lynn's, letting out a maniacal laugh of his own, which is the iconic shot that everyone is oh, seeing. Yes, yeah. yes. But um, the deer's head on the wall kind of reminded me, like we talked about, of the swordfish? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. From house. Yes. But Ash stands up laughing with the house until his laughs turn into almost howling cries. Yeah. It always, like, I think of Stephen King because he's kind of the king of... No pun ah, intended. No pun intended. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? Your mouth... My mouth I fell think down the stairs. Your mouth tried to sit down in that chair. <laughs> <laughs> and y'all are the furniture fucking yeah. laughing at me. Um... What was I saying? Stephen oh, King. Oh, he always talks about something being so scary that it kind of breaks you and you laugh yeah. and laugh and laugh. Like, that's what I got from this. And oh, that's yeah. like scary as fuck, yeah. honestly. And he looks broke. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I like, mean, what, but well, wouldn't you, dude? Yeah. I'd be so upset about sitting in a chair and it breaking. That's enough. <laughs> that, <laughs> that would be enough to to break me psychologically. <laughs> You're like, then, not to mention the hand. But yeah. then I just <laughs> cut my mutinous hand off mm-hmm. and this deer on the wall is fucking... Lo- the bookshelf? Yeah. yeah when like the bookshelf everything. turns on me, yeah. I got nothing left. You fucking nerds are laughing yeah. at me? <laughs> <laughs> but just then... Ash hears a noise at the door and just blasts at it with the shotgun almost reflexively. He's been through a lot. Yeah. He, he can't trust. He can't even trust his own hand. <laughs> yeah. No. His reflection. No, fuck a noise. Yeah. But he cautiously creeps over, opening up the door to reveal nothing but the stillness of the night. He looks on, not believing his own eyes. But then out of nowhere, Jake just jumps through the doorway and tackles Ash to the floor. Your sister got scared. <laughs> Oh, really? Oh, a couple times. Yeah. I, but I'm a fucking... I, You're a jumper? I'm a jumper, <laughs> undeniably. And there were a couple times where I'm like, oh, like, it's, <laughs> it's, it, yeah. There, there's one moment later, I'll mention it, but I was, <laughs> I was typing my script and when it happened, it went, <laughs> because it's just, <laughs> just gibberish now, because fuck me, that scared me. But... <laughs> Ash tries to fight back, but Ed helps Jake restrain him. Jake then takes a couple cheap shots at Ash, knocking him out and calling him a dirty bastard. In that Swallowing Souls documentary, the actor who plays Jake said that he accidentally slipped when he clocks Bruce Campbell. Oh, 
and all of Bruce Campbell's front teeth were loose. Oh, man. I would cry. Yeah. Oh, my God. It just tripped me out that he comes in, starts whooping Ash's ass, Mm -hmm. and then is like, after, do you guys know him? (laughs) (laughs) I was like, well, well, in all fairness, he blasted the door. Yeah. So, I mean, that's not a very welcome. He's like, is that your brother? Yeah. But the rest of the group comes in and we see that Ash's shot actually nicked Bobby Joe's shoulder, but she says that she thinks she'll be all right. As Jake kicks Ash in the face, that's when he asks if they know him. It's like, you know this piece of (laughs) shit. (laughs) It's such overkill. It is. And he's already knocked out. He's already dead. He's stealing all the burgers. <laughs> but Ed says that he doesn't know him. And Annie says that they were actually expecting to see her parents. But when she notices the bloody chainsaw in the corner of the room, she rushes over to Ash, shaking his unconscious body, asking him what he did to them. As her emotions take over, she begins to scream at him and Ed just pulls her away. This is when Jake spies the door to the cellar. He drags Ash's body over to it and says, crazy bucks gone blood simple. This is a clear reference to the Coen Brothers debut feature, Blood Simple. (laughs) (laughs) How do you know? Um, Just a guess. (laughs) Just a feeling in my bones. But as we said on the other Evil Dead episode, episode 41, the Coens have (laughs) very deep ties to them. And then you even said they were living with Sam. So holy shit. But Ash pleads with them, regaining consciousness, telling them that he made a mistake. It's like, no, please don't. I just came to get it in. (laughs) (laughs) He did. But it doesn't look good. No, No, it doesn't. But Jake agrees that Ash made a mistake, calling him a flat mouth son of a bitch. All right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Before kicking him in the face once more, sending him down the steps into the cellar. They think, okay, so I guess from their point of view, he broke in, murdered her parents with a chainsaw and... uh, is just ch- chilling now. Just like, he lives I here mean, now. So, well, he he did start blasting. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he did. So, anyways, yeah. but, <laughs> but my thing is like nobody ran to go get help. They're just like, no, let's keep whooping his ass and throwing him in the cellar. Well, where what you, what help? Yeah, where are you gonna go? Y'all just came from a trail. Go back down the trail and back down the road. Well, you gotta whip his ass first. Yeah. Mm. Because you can't just leave him. You stay right there. Yeah. <laughs> and then right, we'll oh, be you're, back. Yeah. Yeah. you're in the shithouse now, pal. <laughs> but in a shot reminiscent of the first film, Jake, Bobby Joe, and Ed peer into the cellar. Bobby Joe tells Ash that she hopes he rots down there and spits at him before Jake slams the door. I mean, I thought we were all innocent until proven guilty. <laughs> <laughs> what do I know? The burden of proof is on the state. Yeah. <laughs> But upstairs, Jake tends to Bobby Joe's wounds, saying you'll head out to the sheriff soon. There you go, Nate. <laughs> Thank you. Just not when you wanted it. But Ed busts in, saying that he's checked all the rooms and he can't find the Nobies. Annie notices all of her father's stuff on his desk and switches on the tape recorder. Professor Noby says it's been a few hours since he's recited the incantation, and now he fears that his wife has become host to a Kandarian demon. He begs for forgiveness from God and says that last night, his wife Henrietta tried to kill him. He says it's now October 1st, 4.33 p.m., and Henrietta is dead. 
He couldn't bring himself to dismember her body, but he dragged her down the steps and buried her in the cellar. Ash, listening in, does not vibe with that. No. <laughs> and there's a mouse just sitting with him. He's like, the that doesn't like, sound good. Yeah. <laughs> the shit right, is dude, crazy. We've got to get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> but just then, Henrietta's corpse, clearly played by Ted Raimi, yeah. yes. <laughs> sprouts from the ground with a scream, to which Ash responds with a higher-pitched scream. <laughs> <laughs> so... The initial shot of her coming out of the ground is stop motion as you see the worm. Yeah. Yeah. It just looks cool. It does. And it reminded me of the first Evil Dead. Yeah. But according to the doc, the gore, the merrier, as I have previously stated, (laughs) Ted Raimi went through hell in this costume. There were so many layers to it that his entire body is just encased in material. Damn. And when they would take off the suit at the end of the day, there would be buckets and buckets of sweat just pouring out. But he's like, look, dude, he said I was in, I think he was like 20 years old. Yeah. And of course, his fucking older brother, Sam Raimi, put him (laughs) up to it. But he said, look, I was having a blast, you know? See, that's what I, we were talking about the other day. And I told I said, I that would be fantastic. Yeah. My brother, let's make a movie, dude. <laughs> you're not getting paid, but you're going to do some really yeah. fun shit. I'm not paying you. Put the suit on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, I think they said they originally designed Henrietta, like the dead-eyed Henrietta, yeah. as like a, like a skinny skeletal thing. All right. And then Sam Raimi was like, oh, no, my brother will be playing this yeah. part. <laughs> He'd be too comfortable. Yeah, so we're going to have to right. it, hurt him. So nowhere in the, in the script. Is, I, I got Will it. you just listen? It. Yeah. Oh, spe- you said, because you brought up pay, I meant to mention that KNB, the effects, right. yeah. they were paid $400 a week. For this. Wow. And they said they didn't even care because this was, they said they have never, even since, had this much fun. I believe See, it. I totally that, yeah. believe it. So that's just incredible. But Henrietta complains that someone is in her fruit cellar, someone with a fresh soul. Ash runs to the door trying to break it open, of course, just <laughs> begging to the others to let him out. Henrietta creeps towards him as Jake tries to unlock the chains on the cellar door. Transforming into full deadite, Henrietta shrieks, I'll swallow your soul. Just then, Ash is grabbed by the head. By the <laughs> head. That's one way to pull somebody out. I, he did not, they did not need to do him like that. It seemed a little excessive. <laughs> <laughs> he does have one working hand. You could have grabbed that, yeah. but whatever. Shoulder, fucking anything. Anything. But Jake pulls him out of the cellar with Henrietta not far behind. She reaches out to the both of them. Then she bites Ash's boot. But Jake just throws him to safety, only to be grabbed himself by the face by Henrietta. She's like, this is how that shit feels. (laughs) But Ed tries to help and unfortunately is tossed into a wall by Henrietta for his efforts. Ash regains composure, rushing over to slam the door to the cellar on Henrietta's head. As he stomps on it, one of her eyeballs flies out and we follow the eyeball (laughs) as it (laughs) travels into Bobby Joe's mouth. She's like, who? (laughs) No, it's fucking great. It's it's fantastic. But if we learned nothing else from Prince of Darkness, scream with your mouth closed. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. People are learning shit the hard way. Yes. She um, actually, I think what I read was that they filmed this sequence backwards. Oh, right. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> and then they pulled it out of her mouth and then did it reverse. Yeah. But Nicotero said that this was straight up, like not an homage. This is straight up a, a Three Stooges bit. <laughs> <laughs> 
But the men are able to finally close the door, and Ash tightens up the chains and locks it again. The door bangs up and down as Ash and Jake put all of their weight on it. Without skipping a beat, we see the evil force making its way through the woods into the front of the cabin. Inside the cabin, Ash explains to the group that there's something out there in the woods, and what they saw in the cellar was only part of it. He says it lives in the woods, something that's come back from the dead. Bobby Joe fucking screams into the frame, begging Jake for them to just leave. But Ash says nobody is leaving until daylight. Jake almost graduates from shit kicker to ass kicker. (laughs) But before he can, we hear Henrietta singing Hush Little Baby from the cellar. Annie and Ed take notice of this. We then pan over to see normal Henrietta peeking out of the cellar as she continues to sing. Again, these dirty fucking tricks, man. It's fucked up, man. It's mean. This is a low blow. Just punch me in the crotch. (laughs) You're fighting dirty, man. But Annie inches her way over to her mother. Henrietta asks if she remembers her singing that to her when she was a baby and asks her to unlock the chains and do it quickly. Just as she's about to head over, Ash grabs her arm and he's like, hell to the no, dude. Yeah. Do not. (laughs) Annie says no, but then Henrietta starts to recount the events of Annie's birth. Down to it's snowing in September, all that, which sounds kind of nice. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But Annie turns to the others and says, the thing in the cellar is not her mother. But before anyone can agree or respond, Ed pops into the frame with the growl, full deadite. Very unexpected. Yes, that was one of the jumps for me. Yes. (laughs) So the group backs away. I, I didn't know to call him... An Edite? Yes. Or Evil Ed? I wasn't sure. (laughs) There you go. But Evil Ed floats in front of the window, much like Cheryl in the original. Yeah. This shot I fucking loved. But he croaks, we are the things that were and shall be again. Scary as fuck. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You can also clearly see the the rope holding him. (laughs) (laughs) I think they save all the creepy lines for this shot because Cheryl was like, one by one, we'll take you. I'm like, please don't. (laughs) I'm terrified. (laughs) I'm going to go to the store. (laughs) (laughs) But Evil Ed says that the spirits of the book crave life. And in a chant, he and Deadite Henrietta repeat, dead by dawn. As other voices, we don't see them. Yeah. Just join in. His voice is super creepy, too. Oh, and he yeah. has, like, extra rows of teeth. Yeah. Yeah. I did. No, thanks. No. I saw on the Gore the Merrier. I'm mm-hmm. going to keep saying that because that's the greatest <laughs> fucking so name. so good. Look, we love pun. This show should be called Pun Mortem <laughs> <laughs> for how much fucking puns we do. But I saw on that doc that the actor who plays Ed, during his audition, they were like, well, can you make, like, a, like a demonic face? Yeah. Kind of, like, what we can expect when you go full right, dead right. He's like, yeah, sure. And so he does it. And then whenever he gets the gig and he's on set and they're making the mold and everything, mm-hmm. they said, we're actually going to model this after the demon face that you made in your audition. Oh, oh wow. Nice. And so they obviously, I mean, he didn't grow another row of teeth. I was like, that's, that's <laughs> fucking talent, man. Yeah, he's like, you. how did you? Yeah. He's like, uh, well, my father was a shark, so... <laughs> <laughs> but That's um commitment to a bit <laughs> i just thought that was interesting because the thing is about this one is that the makeup was put on his face in such a way that he couldn't close his mouth oh shit and so he's like drooling all over the place and whenever he said that it, w- it could be a problem sam raimi came in and he's like that's beautiful Ew. <laughs> he loved it he's drooling ted raimi's sweating uh, yeah. like, god damn a lot of fluids on this film <laughs> 
But Ed then glides over to Bobby Joe, ripping out a patch of her hair with his teeth. <laughs> he got over there quick. He did. <laughs> Jake tries to defend her, but then he gets thrown into the ceiling, collapsing onto the floor. It sounded like bowling pins. Yeah, something. <laughs> I didn't know if that was just me, but I was like, interesting. He keeps them in his pocket. Yeah. yeah. Hey, you know what? He keeps them in his pocket. <laughs> um, Kill Bill. Whenever she crashes into the table. Oh, that's true. It's bowling right. pins. So if I'm right, <laughs> this could be another homage. And he was a fan of Evil Dead too, Tarantino. Yeah, hey. I watched a little mini interview with him on YouTube. Uh huh. And whoever was interviewing him was like, "What's the? F- when's the first time you ever saw this?" And he's like, "Um, the Friday it came out." And um, I was like, um, "Okay, Quentin, <laughs> please sit we, down. We get it. You love films." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But Ash bails out of the room, Annie screaming after him, calling him a coward. We then see evil Ed go to unlock the cellar door for Henrietta. He's like, gotcha, fam. (laughs) (laughs) Ash returns with an axe, making short work of evil Ed, spraying green blood all over the cabin. He's so lime green jello. (laughs) (laughs) He does. (laughs) That's fucking painful. I I did see that because you see half of his head come yeah. off. They built like a makeup of Evil Ed missing half his head. Oh, all right. But for some reason, like, and you see like his tiny little brain, yeah, yeah. and there's like cobwebs inside his head. Yeah. But they never used it on film. That but, sucks. Yeah. I think the only footage they had of it was footage that Greg Nicotero shot behind the scenes. But it looks Damn, good. Yeah. But as he's chopping. A voice proclaims, we live still, as yeah. I guess some kind of parting shot. Yeah. Like, yeah. You, you ain't do shit. Yeah. You ain't shit. <laughs> <laughs> but the four survivors stand together in the center of the room in a kind of defiant little tableau. In the next scene, though, Jake looks out the window, bringing it to Bobby Joe's attention that the trail they came in on is gone. He says it's like the woods just swallowed it up. Yeah. That's fucking horrifying. Nope. It made me think of Blair Witch with the path yeah, changing. Yeah, no thank you. No no thanks. I also, I don't know why I chose this t- point to put it in my notes, but they're such a weird couple. <laughs> <laughs> they are. Like, they don't even, it doesn't seem no. right. Well, if they're small town, I mean, all I right. guess. She's too good for him. Just <laughs> <laughs> say what we're all thinking. <laughs> but the room grows deathly silent as the group huddles together in the corner fucking annie opens her mouth and she's like it's really quiet the cabin's like oh really oh, <laughs> i'm too quiet now bet <laughs> and this is when suddenly a cacophony of noises just return to the cabin yeah fucking screeches shrieking creaking a galloping deer the ticking clock literally everything yeah. there's also a cool bit where the group follows the noises with their eyes yeah yes and yeah you, i liked that you know that had to have been a blast to oh, like yeah. do and direct but they ask what the noises are, and Ash posits that it might be something trying to force its way into their world. A rhythmic bang repeats outside as a door creaks open, and inside we see and hear electricity buzzing like it's Frankenstein's lab yeah. or some <laughs> shit. I was like, that's interesting. But Bobby Joe states the obvious it's in there. Yeah. <laughs> Ash says they should all go in together, and Jake's like, hell no, you're the curious one. I <laughs> I like that, but that, come on, yeah. dude. <laughs> that's some punk shit, yeah. but that's really funny. Yeah. We got some work to do now. Yeah. <laughs> but Ash, the goddamn hero that he is, slowly makes his way to the door alone. But Annie grabs a lantern and says she'll go with him. The two inch their way to the door, Ash pushing it open with a loud creak. 
Once inside, Jake and Bobby Joe fucking hopscotch into the doorway. <laughs> loud as hell. Yeah. Yeah. They hold hands, just shaking in fear. As Jake says he told them nothing was in here, he's promptly proven wrong. The room begins to shake, pictures fall off the walls, and a window shatters. Suddenly, a ghostly face appears. Annie recognizes it as her father. I recognized it as Papa Emeritus III from Ghost. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit, really? It looked, it, the makeup is so similar. <laughs> and I wonder if it's an influence because I know Tobias Forge is a horror hound like we are. Well, probably. And when he grew up, you know he saw this shit. Yeah. He's not going to say he didn't. Yeah. Like an, another. He, he saw it on the first Friday. Yeah, the first, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Professor Nobi tells them that there's a dark spirit here that wants to destroy them. And he's like, also, water is wet. <laughs> it's like, no shit, dude. What have we doing? All been, what have we all been doing? Yeah. Like, come on, man. But he tells them that their salvation lies there and directs them to the pages of the Necronomicon. He tells them to recite the passages and expel the evil and save his soul in their lives. Can you be more specific, Dad? Wait. Yeah. <laughs> like, which page? What part? Wow. It's a big book. We don't have a lot of time. Yeah. Come on, Ghost Dad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Got the spark notes? Yeah. Shit. <laughs> but the group stands there in awe, but Bobby Joe breaks the silence, telling Jake that he's holding her hand too tight. Fearfully, he tells her that he is not holding her hand. But if you're not, yeah. then that means... <laughs> the group looks down and we see Ash's severed hand has returned for round two. Bobby Joe bumps into Annie, causing her to drop her lantern and the fire goes out, darkness filling the room. The music swells as this happens. Yeah, <laughs> It almost feels like it's going to a commercial break. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but instead, we immediately return and we see someone raise and relight the lantern. But Jake appears in the light of the fire asking, where's Bobby Joe? We're then taken outside the cabin where we see Bobby Joe screaming and running for her life. She finally reaches a clearing, thinking that she's safe from harm. Unfortunately, she stumbles upon a demonic tree. The vines grab at her, wrapping around her and tearing at her clothes. Some of the leaves even go into her mouth and it's like, come on, man. (laughs) Jesus Christ. But we watch as she's pulled by the tree on a super fun, happy slide through the woods. (laughs) In tight shots of her face, we see the vines sticking into the flesh of her cheeks. This was achieved, again, reversing. Yeah. Right. Which is nuts when you think about, because when they do this, she has to scream, like, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Because they're filming the whole thing. I don't know how. It's amazing. (laughs) That's all I'm trying to say. But we see her headed straight for a tree. Some real George of the Jungle type shit. Yeah. But right as she's about to smash into it, we return to the cabin where Ash is smashing open the framed pages of the Necronomicon. I'll be honest. I was very concerned because you know how these woods be acting up. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, not again. I was like, Sam, you didn't learn your lesson. No, Sam. (laughs) But I don't know if I want to say that looks kind of fun. But (laughs) (laughs) But it looks kind of fun. I mean, the the slide part. Yeah. I was like, poor girl. But damn. I was like, that might actually be kind of fun. (laughs) (laughs) Can can we do it without the vines in my face? Yeah. But Ash clears the glass away and Annie snags the pages as Jake waits worried by the window. He says they have to go out there to find her. Ash, ever the optimist, says that if she went into the woods, you can forget about her. (laughs) Cool. Suddenly, Ash is overcome by a chill. He says it's as if somebody walked over his grave. He then sees a rough drawing on one of the pages asking what it is. 
it is very clearly a man in a blue shirt holding a chainsaw above his head. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. That's weird. Well, I will admit I busted out laughing when I saw this. <laughs> <laughs> but Annie tells him it's a picture from 1300 AD. The man depicted is called the hero from the sky. He was prophesized to have destroyed the evil and Ash is like, yeah, real slap ass job he did. Yeah. I understand why this is needed, but right. like now is really not the time to be given a history lesson. It's like uh, Chris from Get Out. He's like, the keys. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Rose, the pages. <laughs> I think this is uh, based off like true things, man. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm. <laughs> this is real history. Yeah. Interesting. You guys are clearly not students of yeah. history. <laughs> Were you not paying attention in class? Hero of the sky. But then Annie begins to translate one of the pages recitations of this first passage will make the dark spirit manifest itself in the flesh but recitation of the second passage creates a rift in time and space and they might be able to force the dark spirit into it if they can create it just then they hear jake cock the shotgun they turn to face him and he's like look at me i'm the captain now (laughs) (laughs) he orders them to go outside with him to look for bobby joe and once they find her they're getting the fuck out of there Ash says he'll kill them all and that Bobby Joe is dead. He says with these pages, they actually have a chance. Jake snatches the pages, calling them mumbo jumbo bullshit and just tosses them into the cellar. Kicks those fuckers in the creek. (laughs) Nobody even reacts. No, they don't. Like, no, please stop. Well, Well, they do have a gun on them. Yeah. Yeah, but you can still yell. I'm a B. You like it's the gun in your mouth? <laughs> Here's the thing, though. You've just seen the same shit we did. Yes. Yeah. So for you to say that, I get you want to save your old lady. I I get it. I'd probably want to go look for your sister too, and if like a <laughs> probably. <crazy>. Well, <laughs> well, I'm no, I got uh, that too. Well, I mean, if you left and we're surrounded by demons, He's it's like, like you're first of dead. All, nobody told you to leave. Yeah. Well, you should have ran. We've seen some yeah. real shit tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've seen what we've seen. Yeah. No, I think she so, specifically I mean, was told not to go out. She was several times. I mean, habitual you know, line stepper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love you, but we're, I don't want to die. But I don't want yeah. there was going to be more. <laughs> no, <laughs> we leaned in. Yes, uh, but I don't, don't want to die. Well. If I could live. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Jake forces them outside. When Ash gives a little bit of lip, Jake knocks him in the back of the head with the shotgun. He's been whooping Ash's ass yeah. since he met him. Yeah, he has. It's like been their whole dynamic. Yeah. Yes. Ash gets up ready to answer that shit, but Jake's like, I'll blow your fucking head off. And Ash is like, you got me there. (laughs) (laughs) You got a bus. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So the three venture out further, the lights from the cabin piercing into the night. Very good visual. As they move, though, the trees crack and moan around them. Ash reminds him that the trail is gone. So he's like, where to? He's like, you're the captain, remember? Yeah. (laughs) Rather than give any kind of direction, Jake just shouts for Bobby Joe. We then get more POV shots of the evil force making its way through the trees. Ash tries to stop him, but he gets his shit rocked with the shotgun again. And when Annie steps in to defend Ash, Jake just pushes her to the ground. Yeah. The evil force reaches them, but nothing happens. Jake calls out again for Bobby Joe, tears in his eyes. And just then, Ash lurches up full deadite and Annie screams. You mess with the bull, yeah. you, you get, get the, the horns. horns. The evil spirit's like, tag me in. Yeah, <laughs> this You only get so many shotgun hits before <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I'm coming for but that ass. That's you, it. You see, in comes the probably 
Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I love you. You're everything. But if that's waiting outside, there's a line. Yeah, we don't need to both die. He's like, the sun's coming up in a few hours, yeah. dude. I fully understand. Right. You're fine. Well, would you go out yeah. there for him, Nate? No, I think that was in our vows. Uh, yeah. But if we're in a cabin, yeah, and shit goes topsy turvy. But Ash promptly lifts Jake above his head and sends him headfirst into a tree. I did want to point out that in this behind the scenes thing, they showed because Ash, again, is wearing these contact lenses. Yeah. Dude is blind. And so underneath the camera, Sam Raimi is putting Bruce Campbell's hand on Jake's face. Oh, wow. Because <laughs> he has no fucking idea. Yeah. But Annie rushes back to the cabin, scared out of her mind. Ash then appears in front of the cabin, surrounded by fog and red light. His eyes fully white. He points at Annie and tells her, join us. I feel like the makeup looks best on Ash. Yeah. I totally agree. They the, spent, I feel like they spent a little yeah. extra time. Like he's the coolest deadite. I don't yeah. it, I think it's the sunken in eyes. It, yeah. It looks it I don't I don't know what it is, but I think it's it looks great. It yeah. does. But he growls at her and steps forward, but she slams the door shut. Annie finds a Kandarian dagger resting on a desk and arms herself with it. And that dagger, I don't know if it's the same one, but there was a Kandarian dagger in the first film. I think it, it is. Yeah. It looks very yeah. close. But she creeps through the hallway with the dagger at the ready, peering into every room she passes. A door at the end of the hall begins to move on its own, so she readies the dagger. As soon as someone swings it open, she instinctively stabs them in the chest. Only thing is, the person who opened the door was Jake. Oh, and I uh, and I <laughs> there goes that guy. Oh, yeah. He <laughs> flops to the floor. Yeah. Annie, remorseful, wipes the blood from her hands, but before she can really even think about what she just did, Ash appears in a window and grabs her by the face. They're like the face grabbing. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, like, I don't know why she felt so guilty because he did just push her down earlier. He did. I mean, I think these are um, even, right? Yeah. Yeah. You push me to the ground. I stab you. You might get stabbed in the gut. (laughs) And I mean, that's just the the way the cookie These are the rules. Yeah. But she breaks away from Ash and pulls Jake's body inside so she can close the door. Ash runs to the door outside trying to break in, but Annie blocks it with her body, screaming the entire time. Ash's banging at the door stops, so Annie kneels down to check on Jake. She, like, uses the knife to ease herself to the ground, and Jake, yeah. Jake's <laughs> like, ah! Because <laughs> it's uh, only in his fucking yeah. chest. But she apologizes. I was just like, what the fuck, Oh, dude? shit, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, oh, my bad, my bad. You're still alive, man? But she's like, bad <laughs> knees. <laughs> but he tells her to get the axe from the other room so they can kill Ash when he comes back. He asks her to pull the dagger out of him first, which yeah. is, that's a no-no. I don't no. think yeah. you're supposed to do that. You are not. But she does and then drags him into the living room. I laughed because she really could have just ran for the act. She didn't need to drag his ass because it's not really. It's an undertaking. Well, <laughs> yeah. she's, she's struggling. And he's I don't gonna... think he wanted to be left there. No, but I mean, you shouldn't have pushed me to the ground. <laughs> and I mean, how much time does he have left? Really? Yeah. No, Am I really going to waste yeah. my energy? Shouldn't have taken the knife out. Mm. I did see on that documentary that it took, the dragging yeah. took 17 takes to do. Damn. Oh, man. Leave and his ass there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they said that she had, I guess, injured herself like from her previous dancing career. Right. And so this was just a total pain in the ass. Oh. And you can see like as they're reaching the living room, she just starts screaming in his face. I'm like, that's, that's real. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's not. <laughs> but once they do get into the living room, she spies the axe and then drags Jake over by the cellar door. 
He tells her to check the windows because he's probably gonna boom. This is when Henrietta bursts from the cellar door, dragging Jake's body inside. That scared the shit <laughs> out of me. Mommy, <laughs> yeah. just grabs him by the face. I think yeah. I hit the ceiling. No that joke. Fucking scared <laughs> That's me. That's what it was. <laughs> scared the shit out of me. I, I'm not expecting that. It's mid sentence. Yeah. yeah. But Annie tries to pull him out, but as she does, she's just showered in a fountain of Jake's blood. I feel like she didn't try that hard. <laughs> Not really. She was really just holding she's his like, legs. She's like, oh man, this sucks. Yeah. It's like, really, he's going to die anyway. Most of his blood is in the hallway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the crazy thing that I saw in that doc is that Dan Hicks almost died filming this <gasps> scene. What the fuck? They did an apparatus where I think it was like, he said 55 gallons of blood, but I don't know about all that. Yeah. That seems like a lot of blood. Yeah. That's a lot. But he said that they were spraying the blood out at Annie but the first take, it backfired and it shot right into his face and up oh, his nose. No. Oh, no. And so you see he's like upside down. Yeah. yeah. Very easily could have drowned. But they got him out. They fixed the problem. And they're like, all right, take two. <laughs> it's just like, it sounds like they had so much fun. But when something like that happens or when Bruce Campbell's teeth are all loose. Is it just yeah. like, okay, guys, no more. Like, calm down. Yeah. Let's actually work. We're getting like, a little you, too. Yeah. <laughs> how was the mood affected when shit like that happened? I really don't know. Because they said Sam Raimi was just having a blast the whole time on set. And <laughs> so it's He's like... like ah, you yeah. almost drowned, bro. <laughs> <laughs> High-fiving fucking Rob Tappert. <laughs> but covered in blood, Annie steps away from the cellar only to be grabbed by dead-eyed Ash lifted over his head and thrown into a wall. I'm like, is this like finishing yeah. move? <laughs> his favorite thing. But as he walks over to Annie's body, he finds Linda's necklace on the ground, interestingly arranged in the shape of mm-hmm. a skull. Yeah. Looks so cool. I'm like, who did that? <laughs> I told your sister, I said, did you notice that? And she was like, wait, wait. Because they did that in the first one too. Yeah. yeah. It's like, we, we were going to use that. Yeah. Again. <laughs> but he picks it up and you see that he's starting to remember. He sobs loudly as the camera pulls back behind him. And when we return in front of him, Ash is back to normal. Unfortunately for him, Annie did not get that memo. And she starts going melee on him with the axe. And she's now got no blood on her, but... Well... (laughs) What? (laughs) Whatever. I think when Ash was crying, she ran to the bathroom. Oh, okay. Understandable. There was a towel right there. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) One towel. (laughs) But... He tries to explain as she's like missing every single shot she takes that he's back to normal. And eventually he just grabs her and says, that thing is gone. They chill out for a moment. And then she takes another swing at him. Yeah, well. He's like, God damn it. (laughs) I told you I was all right. And this is when he grabs her by the face, finally convincing her. And she's like, okay, maybe you are now, but for how long? Fair point. Good question. He's like, look. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But while I'm here, don't fucking nice swing at me. me. Yeah. <laughs> but Annie says that if they're going to get out of here, they need to find those pages. So Ash suggests that they go down into the cellar and face off with Henrietta. Dead-eyed Henrietta cackles at the idea. Yeah. She's like, fuck around, Bring find it. out. Yeah. <laughs> Threaten me with a good time. In the workshed, though, Ash and Annie quickly fashion a nifty little apparatus to attach the chainsaw to where Ash's right hand used to be. He's kind of begging for an infection. (laughs) 
<laughs> I don't think this is sterile at no. all. But he then uses the chainsaw to saw off the barrel of the shotgun, flipping it back into a new holster that they've made. The camera presses in on Ash and he sums it all up in one word. Groovy. And thus a legend was born. <laughs> no joke. I promised myself I wasn't going to cry. <laughs> But this is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. It's incredible, man. And I want to point out, dude is cut. Yeah, yeah he is. I, I read that he had trained with Mr. North Carolina. Holy shit. Damn. Because they wanted him to be like, you know, kind of a badass here. Yeah. And he trained for like hours a day just lifting weights and shit. All right. Yeah. So you're killing it, man. Yeah. yeah. But outside, we see the demonic tree's roots break free from the ground, sending dirt into the air with a moan. Back inside, Ash saws the door of the cellar open. I'm not sure how he's starting and stopping this yeah. thing, but <laughs> I guess <laughs> Don't worry just, about it. Don't worry about it. it. But they open it up and step inside cautiously. Ash quickly finds one of the pages, but ventures in further for the others. Upon hearing noises behind a door, he reaches out to the knob to open it. The room is filled with dripping pipes, and he makes his way inside, finding more and more pages. Upon hearing deadite-like noises, he revs the chainsaw threateningly as he makes his way over to a curtain. He rips it open to find just a bunch of steamy pipes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but just as he goes to breathe a sigh of relief, a fucking skeleton just falls on him yeah. and onto the ground. Now, this is when I was like, what is the way <laughs> I don't know why it's not even a dead eye, but it scared the fuck yeah. out of me. Because if it was gonna happen, it you expect it to happen when he pulls back the curtain. Yeah. Yes. So you're kind of like, oh, it's my ah! <laughs> <laughs> That was me. But underneath the skeleton he finds even more pages to the Necronomicon. Well the skeleton had um overalls on. Hmm. I rewound it to see if the skeleton had his teeth. Uh-huh. But you couldn't really tell. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Fair enough. But Ash just backs away toward the cellar stairs, throwing Annie all of the pages. The dry pages. Well, I mean... They really uh, said fuck continuity. Like, we're just doing hey, what we're doing. I've done I, this before. I, I, it's fine. You've I've done thrown, what? Wait, I'm trying <laughs> to figure that out. Up oh, some no. wet pages. And, <laughs> he, oh. he throws up the pages all in one, like... Like pages would separate and fly everywhere, but it just goes right into her hand. <laughs> I was laughing. I thought you were saying that you've. I don't even know. I know. I was like, what are you talking? About? <laughs> it's like I've been to a cabin. Yeah, and right. This, this is, is my is life all, story. This is accurate. <laughs> but Annie sits down to review the pages, and Ash starts making his way up the stairs. Out of nowhere, Henrietta grabs him by the legs, and he's tripped to the ground. She then pulls him through the stairs as Annie begins the recitation. She hears Ash getting his ass kicked and stops heading over to the cellar door. I'm like, why are you stopping? Yeah. yeah. You reading is going to make her stop kicking yeah. his ass. <laughs> but Henrietta floats up naked as shit and absolutely disgusting, grabbing Annie by the hair. Ash climbs out of the cellar and like a badass just whistles at Henrietta and says, let's go. He's full Ash. Yeah. Yes, point. absolutely. He's using his whole Ash. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> But they start to fight, and just as Ash gets the upper hand, Henrietta's neck stretches up, her face taking on a more skeletal, deadite appearance. Right. She begins to chant, I'll swallow your soul, I'll swallow your soul, and screeches at Ash. He stays beating that ass, though. I'm like, chop her head off, chop yeah. her head off. 
your arm is a chainsaw. Yeah. <laughs> Use it, man. He's still learning. He's like, oh, yeah, that's yeah, right. right. <laughs> but Henrietta is not giving up. Just then, Annie starts singing Hush Little Baby, distracting her long enough for Ash to start hacking her limbs off with the chainsaw, ending the madness with a full decapitation. Blood mists all over Annie as Henrietta's body collapses to the floor. Her disembodied head again repeats that she'll swallow Ash's soul, but he puts his boot on her neck, aims the shotgun, and says, Swallow this, before blowing it to pieces. You got to give it to her that she stayed talking shit till the yeah. very end. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how I want to go. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, uh, with a dry, cool wit like that, right. it could be <laughs> an action hero. I laugh my ass off every time because she's like, I'll swallow your soul over and over. And when he puts his boot on her throat, she goes, ah! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know why that kills me. It hurts. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Ash walks over to a sobbing Annie. I mean, it, it was her mother after all. Yeah. yeah. You forget that with all the monsters. But he consoles her with an embrace. This is when the trees are like, go! Yeah. And just start beating the absolute shit out of the cabin, causing all kinds of debris and sending Ash and Annie all over the place. Annie realizes that she only read the first of the passages, so Ash tells her that she has to finish it. I'm like, why are y'all hugging yeah. like the job is done? I don't know. She's You're like, not done. I laugh because she's like, there's still a second passage yeah. to open the yeah. rift. It's like, yeah, we know. So yeah, why are you right, clocked out? It. Fucking use yeah. those eyes, man. Why are you clocked out? <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? She's like, I'm on break. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, thankfully, Ash is, his head's on straight and he tells her, get to reciting. We follow the evil force through POV and watch as a giant demonic face crashes through the front door of the cabin. Ash is frightened as fuck, but he yells for Annie to finish reading the passages. Annie begins to chant loudly as the wind howls. In the madness, we hear her continue the chant, but then she suddenly stops. As she turns around, we see Ash's possessed hand has returned and planted the Kandarian dagger in Annie's back. Rude. (laughs) <laughs> that hand just fucking yeah. stays trying it well he's like i was stabbed in the back earlier so yeah. I was like, <laughs> i'm fine i'm fine but a tree wraps around ash and pulls him toward the giant demonic face in the doorway annie through her pain screams the final lines of the passage as the music reaches a crescendo ash jams the chainsaw into the eye of the demonic face purple fluid leaking out all over him and i'm sure in the next shot he'll be clean there. He will be. <laughs> <laughs> i've come to expect it <laughs> But Annie lets out the final Kandar before slipping into death. We then see a portal open outside, sucking in the Delta and the surrounding trees. Not the car. Yeah. The face is then sucked away from the doorframe, though, and the trees let go of Ash before receding back into the woods. Ash crawls over to Annie's body and tells her, you did it, kid. Just then, the portal pulls in the door of the cabin and starts sucking in various objects and appliances as Ash tries to crawl away. He tries to hold on to a wooden plank, but it breaks off of the countertop and he's pulled through a window. Thankfully, the plank gets caught in the window frame, keeping him from flying in. Ash is like, for God's sake, how do you stop it? But before he can, the plank breaks and he's sucked into the portal. We see Ash flip and fly through the vortex, filled with explosions, electricity, and Christmas lights. Yeah. (laughs) What's this? What's What's this? this? At the other end of the portal is a vast desert where Ash and the Delta crash land. 
Ash looks up and is quickly surrounded by dozens of knights. Is this Monty Python? <laughs> <laughs> it's only a flesh wound. <laughs> I, I loved that portal scene. Oh, the yeah. The music yeah. and him flipping through there. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is, this is great. That's one thing that hasn't gotten enough attention. The music is really good. Yeah. It's great. And it's just fun. As fun as the film. Yeah. But the knights raise their swords, ready to kill Ash, who they assume is a deadite. Before they can, a winged deadite shrieks and flies toward them. They run away back to their castle, but Ash stands tall with the shotgun, lining up his shot and blowing its head off. The knights surround Ash again, one of them played by Sam Raimi. (laughs) (laughs) He lifts his helmet off and declares, Hail he who has come from the sky to deliver us from the terrors of the deadites. They all chant, Hail! As Ash, realizing for sure that he is the prophesied hero of 1300 AD, screams, no. Yeah. The camera pulls back through the cheering nights and the credits roll. So, what did you guys think of Evil Dead 2? No surprise. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) It's just everything, again, like I know I said it before and I'll try to keep it you know, the condensed version. Are you not going to read the um, poem you wrote for the movie? No. Uh, <laughs> but it, it didn't bore me once. Mm-hmm. Still after seeing it over and over. And like, it's weird to even sit there and say that I miss being able to see the wires or the moon. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But it's the same movie. Mm-hmm. So I still enjoyed it. But I feel like seeing those in the early stages of it. And you know what I mean? And then seeing it now, it's like, all right, you cleaned it up. Yeah, but I know where you came from. You know what <laughs> I mean? We wanted yeah, the way we, it was. We were yeah. there together, mm-hmm. and I, I just this movie's fantastic. 100%. And then hearing how much I, I, I get there's going to be accidents and whatever, but hearing how much fun they had doing this, you can tell. Yeah, like I said, you can tell they love what they're doing, and this movie is always going to be perfect to me. Mm-hmm. I know it's not, but to me it is. Mm-hmm. And I respect that. Yeah, no, it's a blast. Like, I feel like it's more fun every time you watch it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so unpretentious. And so, like, we know what we're doing right. here. Mm-hmm. And I I just really appreciate the fact that. And like you said, it is kind of sad that they tried to clean that stuff up because yeah. it, that's really part of it. Yeah. It's, it's weird. You mentioned earlier about you seeing the thing with... Uh, Quentin Tarantino talking about it. I had told her, I said, that's interesting. And then we watched that. We watched one with uh, Guillermo del Toro talking about it Mm -hmm. and listening to him the way he talks about it when it first came out. Like you don't think back then, you know what I mean? How influential and how good this movie, what they did with the camera work with all that. And you feel it watching it again after seeing del Toro say that you're like, Dude, if you see it, we yeah. all yeah. see it. You know, you feel the passion. You can tell it's there. Mm-hmm. And and that I just I'll keep going about the no, movie. No, no, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I 100% agree. Oh, I just want to say very quickly that this episode comes out on John Paul's birthday. Yes. And we were like, what what movie do you want to do? Right. It's your literal birthday. Yeah. And uh Obviously, this is what well, you yeah. picked. Uh-huh. So happy birthday to you in the Thank future. You. Happy birthday, future John Paul. Yes. Thank you. I've never in called you John Paul in no, my yeah. life. <laughs> I think I was just piggybacking on yeah. the guy. Happy birthday, JP. Thank Peer you. pressure. Happy birthday. <laughs> 
But no, I, I, I can agree more with all the stuff that's being said. The thing is, is that just simply put, this movie is fun as hell. Yeah. Like it does not take itself too seriously. Not saying that the first one did because the first one's a blast. Yeah. Yeah. And I I don't know when you think about them together. I don't know which one I like more. That's what's difficult. Yeah. Because I feel like if I had a chainsaw arm to my head, I would probably <laughs> pick the first one because there are parts that actually scared me. Uh huh. But I, I don't know. It's hard. Yeah. Well, this one, well, the first one is like a horror, horror movie. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, not to go back to what Del Toro said when we were talking about that, but he said it right. He said, this movie is like slapstick comedy at its greatest. Yes. Like you, there is no fuck up anywhere. There is no ridiculous. This, when you do it right, this is what it looks like. Mm -hmm. And this movie, like you said, it's fun. It's just... I don't know. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, what you more do? do I have to yeah. say? <laughs> but I guess that can take us into ratings. I I love this film a right. lot. Um, I think I think you kind of hit the nail on the head as far as like the differences between the two. Yeah. I think that this one really does embrace that horror comedy. Right. It's almost like we talked about on House, where it's mm-hmm. like if you do it right. Yeah. It's incredible. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like. There is nothing about this film, humor-wise, that does not work. Right. And everything done, effects-wise, is just a ton of fun. Oh, It yeah. is. Even when fucking Ted Raimi's Henrietta is yeah. <laughs> floating above and you see his fucking ass is ripped open. Yeah. It's whatever. <laughs> and it is. And it is. Yeah. Like, you you don't... They couldn't fix that in post. Yeah, you no. You some ventilation, man. <laughs> he, yeah. He's like, dude, oh, I'm sweating I my ass off. <laughs> but, I mean, it, it just works. I mean... The effects are great. The music is fun. The camera angles. Yeah. The shit that they do with the camera in this film. Yeah. Is just a ton of fun. Knowing how they use the set to their advantage. Yeah. Sam Raimi clearly just loving the act of filmmaking. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He's just having a blast as is everyone else. It's very silly, which is an interesting change of pace from... The first, the first one, one right. yeah. And typically speaking, when it comes to silly horror films, it's not usually my bag. Right. Yeah. So explain to me why I love the shit out of this <laughs> thing. <laughs> but those are all my positives. When I tried to come up with a negative, I really couldn't. Right. I mean, there's not anything about it that stands out that you're like, man, well, they probably should have blanked. Yeah. Or if they only didn't blank. Yeah, no. The only thing that's funny to me is that if you're watching the end of the film and you don't know Army of Darkness is coming, you're like, what, what the, the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but in, in keeping with what I did in the past, I want to keep these on par. And so I think what I'm going to do is revise my score for The Evil Dead, which I gave a nine. And I'm going to bump that up to a 9.5. Okay. And out of 10 fake shimps, <laughs> I'm going to give Evil Dead 2 9.5 fake shimps hey. out right, of 10. Right. I love the shit out of this right, movie. Yeah. Right. And it's fun whenever you watch it. Once it starts going, it doesn't stop. Yeah. And it's a breeze. Yeah. There's nothing that lags. No. You're never no. bored. Yeah. You're never bored. Never bored. But I love it. I know JP loves it as well. <laughs> but I will open the floor to you. 
I'll go ahead and go so that right. you can take us home. Okay. Um, I don't know what I could say that you didn't already say. All right. Um, this one and the first one really are almost like, you know what? Let's go back to Prince of Darkness. All right. <laughs> You've been. <We're- laughs> You're ate up on Prince well, of Darkness. I am. I really enjoyed it. That was a great movie. Where this is, they're mirror images of each other. Right. One really focusing on the horror aspect and one really, really leaning into oh, that comedy. Almost a yin and yang type A yin situation. and yang. Hmm. So I feel like I have to agree with you and I can't in good conscience give it a different score than right. what I gave the first one, if that makes sense. Uh-huh. You know what I think, and I don't mean to speak for you, but I think we're all doubling down on our Evil Dead yeah. score. <laughs> but I gave the, the original a nine and so I'm going to continue in that vein and right. give Evil Dead 2 nine out of 10 fake shimps. All right. Because it is that it's it's the anti Evil right. Dead, yeah. if you will. It's uh, it's two sides of the same coin. Right. It's in that green vial. It's yeah. in the green fucking vial, man. Evil Dead 2 is the slurm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I don't I don't need to say much. <laughs> Um, this is, like I said before, kind of like Chucky, something that I seen a lot as a kid and growing up into a teenager and as an adult and I'll still, I'll rewatch it right now and then start it over and watch it again. Right. <laughs> like it doesn't, it, to me, it's one of those things that you, you can't get tired of. Mm-hmm. And I know you can get tired of, you know, something too many times, but I just don't feel that way with this movie. And um, I don't want to go on too much more because I know there's going to be no surprise. <laughs> um, on a scale from one to ten, fake shimps, I'm going to give Evil Dead 2 10,000. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> uh, ten, of course, what? fake shimps. It's just, it's it speaks to me still. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it, it it'll always hold a special place for me. It was an escape. It's still a good movie, and I love it. And it's mm-hmm. everything that I love about horror comedy in one nice little package. Very um, short package. Yeah. I don't know if we mentioned how yeah. fucking short well, this movie is. I think uh, it, our, this and Army of Darkness was supposed to be one movie. Basically, what they were doing, the original plan was they were going to use the Evil Dead, and then Evil Dead 2 was supposed to be like the end of that eventually him getting pushed into the time portal right and then army of darkness yeah Mm. and so the studio i think they didn't have enough money to do the full medieval business they fit it in in the ways that they could (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so i mean but yeah these these movies are i'm i'm they're great yes and i'm gonna give them a 10 just spoiler alert (laughs) 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 just it's just what it is i love them and i i can't in good conscience be like you know what to be real about it it's really a this or that no um, yeah <laughs> to be real about it it's a fucking time that's what it is that's just what it's gonna be yeah and i do want to say and i think i speak for all of us here thank you bruce campbell yeah thank, thank you thank yes. you so much well that's all from us at pod mortem what would you rate evil dead to and what should we watch next let us know on twitter at the pod mortem don't forget to follow us on instagram and like us on facebook be sure to follow each of us on Twitter at TravisMWH, at Blood and Smoke, and at RealStreeter84. Please consider pledging to our Patreon and stay tuned until after the music for a special thank you to our Wendigo Getter patrons. And remember, 
Some things are better left unsaid, and some books are better left unread. Until next time. Thank you for staying tuned. We want to give a very special thank you to all of our Wendigo Gitter patrons. Hey. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Groovy. Yeah. <laughs> right? You're all yeah. you're all real shimps to us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> special thank you to Chris Ontiveros, Kristen Lofton, Megan Martinez, Kimberly Bass, Melanie Van Huston, Sophie Hodson, Anthony Jerome M., Jordan Nash, Kent and Allison O'Morton, Guy54, Lala Thomas, Travis and Nisa Hunter, Miguel Myers ATX, Mandy, Jennifer Perez, Pierre Lombard, Carissa, TJ Bronson, Gabrielle Trevino, Spooky Mom, Andy Teague, Applin Ontiveros, Karima Rhodes, Antonio Huerta, Kimberly Kleindienst, Will Brown, Linda, Sydney Smith, Osvaldo Soto, Jonathan Booth, and Bobby Holmes. Thank you all so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes, thank you. You are all so groovy, and we truly appreciate that you've all decided to join us <laughs> again yeah, I, yeah. I use the same <laughs> shit <laughs> that's what we're going with well i mean if they can reuse the plot of the film yeah. i can reuse <laughs> <That's fair. laughs> until next time <laughs>